Nick Fury, director of S.H.I.E.L.D. Oh. I'm here to talk to you about the Avenger Initiative. True Believers to Geek Salad episode 183, there are four, or five, or 25 moments. I'm Andy. I'm Mike. I'm Joe. I'm Catherine. And joining us again, straight from our um, movie soundtrack episode, we have the wonderful Todd Vickstrom joining us. Hello. How are ya? I'm doing well. Great. I'm moving the microphone. You know, you guys, I'm way too loud as it is. Yes, you are. Yes, I am. So there, fixed it. So Todd, anyway, Todd, what have you brought on vinyl today? <laughs> I brought my top twenty-five MCU moments on vinyl. Excellent. <laughs> Thank you. So yes, as Todd has mentioned, today we are discussing the top twenty-five moments in the Marvel Cinematic Universe uh, since Spider-Man: Far From Home wrapped up the Infinity Saga. <laughs> Probably more than that. Actually. Yeah, we're not bringing that up until it's finalized, finalized, finalized. Okay. 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 So what Mike is referring to is is today, which is August 20th. Yeah, yes. literally about like maybe like three, four hours ago. Three, four hours ago, there was an article printed that um, Sony and Disney have decided to part ways in terms of the Spider-Man. Wes, go ahead. The latest news is it's ongoing. The negotiations are actually ongoing coming from an inside source. Right. That well, The, the news story was that over an argument over profit sharing, Sony and Disney will no longer be working together with Spider-Man. Yeah. Which, in terms of the MCU, is awful. Yep. But, in terms of Sony, could very well be worse. Because, let's face it. They got nothing. They really have nothing. So, here's what they have. Spider-Verse was an amazing movie that did terribly, box office-wise. Venom was a terrible movie that did amazingly. And they have Jumanji. (laughs) And that's... It. And I mean, I mean, they have Bond, but that's kind of like a United Artists Bond yeah. thing. To be fair, if you really look at it objectively, the MCU does not need Spider-Man. They don't need Spider-Man, but guess what? We it's were presented. We were presented with the best oh, yeah. Spider-Man, and I refuse to believe that Sony can make a good live-action Spider-Man movie anymore. Without Sam, happened, without Sam Raimi. Not, 2004 was the last truly great live-action Sony-produced Spider-Man movie. Don't give me this shit about Amazing Spider-Man. <laughs> Do we I need Spider-Man? I or understand. Does, or does Tom like Holland it? need the MCU? Tom Holland, Tom Holland requires the MCU. Fye, I don't feel so good. <laughs> I want to go. So, to make the, to, just because this is oh so fitting, we've actually assembled <laughs> a number of um, podcasts in our hashtag Pottern family. Um, friends of the show who uh, are going to be providing feedback along the way while we discuss everything. Uh, they also provided some um, input as to how our list shaped up. We also had a number of people on Facebook that also contributed to our list as well. Um, that includes Brian Presley, Chris Marrera, Paul Spinagle, 
Matt Jones and Lisa Donaka Kraus. And Paul, I, I apologize. It was there's been some debate as to how your name is pronounced. So um, I believe it is Spinagle. I asked Autumn. I asked Todd, and uh, we don't know. We apologize. Sorry, Paul. So sorry, buddy. You're great. So you are an awesome guy. Um, but yes, that's that's what we ended oh, up. Oh, Heidi's today. fiance. Right. It, okay. Yes, Heidi's fiance. Exactly. <laughs> so yes. Uh, so anyway, we have some honorable mentions because this was a this was a long list. It was extensive. This was extensive to a, to a point where maybe it shouldn't have been so extensive, but at the same time. And I just want to say, when we mean moments, sometimes they are scenes. Sometimes they are a collection of scenes that just kind of work well together. Mm-hmm. Not everything is just like, okay, well, there was three seconds here, and there was four seconds here. Right. Some of this stuff actually goes on for a while. So, uh, starting with the honorable mentions. Mike, do you want to kick us off with honorable mentions? Yeah, uh, John uh, mentioned a moment that's one of our favorites from the first Avengers movie. It's when um, Black Widow puts Agent Coulson on hold while she completely mops the floor with some Russian uh, goons. <laughs> that was fun. That I, was. I know uh, John's favorite moment is just Agent Coulson's expression while she's well, he's just waiting on the phone. He's like, he's heard this before. Yeah, he's he's not worried. He's not stressed. He just he's has been to there. Work. Right, he's been there. Before. You know, he yeah. knows. You know, she'll, he knows. You know, he knows who Natasha is. Right. She'll be fine. She'll be done soon. Yeah. Yeah. I think that plays into one of the strengths of of the first Avengers film where, you know, if you hadn't seen the first five movies of the MCU, you can go into that movie and still enjoy it because they give you a nice little taste of each one of those characters before they all team up. I I completely agree with that. I absolutely agree with that. All right. So uh, next up we have uh, from the... the, uh, from, actually, this is from Infinity War. Uh, Thor meets the Guardians of the Galaxy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm gonna get serious. Gonna get a bow uh, flex. You know you can't eat those, right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm muscular. You're sa- one sandwich away from being fat. <laughs> I'm Star Lord. Are you mocking me? No, of course not. Me. This is <laughs> this is a man. Yeah. You were a dude. This is a man, a handsome, muscular man. Stop massaging his muscles. I think that was pivotal to to the success of that movie because when you think about how they were going to incorporate the Guardians into this very serious, very very serious plot of yeah. the the Infinity Gauntlet and everything like that. You know, to, to have Thor, I think, was the perfect bridge coming off of Ragnarok to, right. well, all, yeah, to yeah. really bridge the gap between the more serious Infinity Stone thing and what the Guardians were doing. Yep. Right, especially, with, you know, like you said, with Thor Ragnarok being the perfect. type of movie it was. Perfect. It Absolutely. was the perfect lead-in. And this is where we are going now in Phase 4, which is fantastic. Um, Farewell, morons. <laughs> Captain America the First Avenger. Cap wakes up. Yeah. That was actually a really... Fun scene. I don't. Get, there were some that were like I questioned why. Why did I only vote for this, or why did Mike only vote for this? Because there's a couple of big ones on here that just did not get mentioned. Because there's twenty odd movies, and we were that's allowed true. to pick twenty. Yeah, that's true. So you had to throw out whole yeah. movies. That's true. Yeah. Oh yeah. By the way, we get to pick twenty. Everyone else got fifteen. Oh. <laughs> yes. To, yeah. Well, I was just trying to pat it out. I just want to make sure that we actually had some disparity in this list, and we did. <laughs> yeah, no, the Cat Wakes Up scene is actually really cool because the way that it's shot is just, it's so confusing that you're actually joining Steve in his confusion about, mm-hmm. where the hell am I? Yeah. 
What's hairspray? <laughs> I had a date. <laughs> That's a great ending line. That is a great yeah. ending line. Yeah. Um, from Avengers, the battle in the woods between Iron Man, Thor, and Cap. <laughs> it was pivotal because it's their first meeting together. Does yeah. Mother know you have the drapes? Oh, yes. <laughs> Back off, Shakespeare in the Park. <laughs> <laughs> and when they hit the, the shield with a hammer. Oh, oh that, was, <laughs> that is that is awesome. That is a power up. Yeah. Well, no, and well, also when 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 Thor hits Iron uh, Iron Man with all the electricity, and Iron Man's like, oh, oh, that's new. okay. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's interesting. And again, it's it's playing those those dynamics off of each other where you don't know how these characters are going to interact. Right. Right. You know, you kind of know how Iron Man and Cap are going to interact, and and it was going to be a little awkward, but Thor. It was a wild card for that whole thing, right? So it was really yeah. great. But to you know, you, but you know, kind of the, the the lead up to that scene is great too. In that, you know, there's Thor talking to Loki. No sudden, Thor disappears, and Loki's yeah. like, "I'm listening. I'm listening." <laughs> well, I like how they started off the scene too when Thor steals Loki. Yeah, and Cap's about to jump out of the air, the uh, the plane, and Hill's like, "Are you sure you want to do that? He's a god. It's only one god, Miss." I'm sure he doesn't dress like that. <laughs> That's a Joss Whedon. Like, it is. Yeah. And the thing, the thing with this, too, is that Thor, is, in Phase 1, Thor is always the wild card. Is How is this going to work? Right. And at, now at the end of all this, possibly one of the best characters. Mm-hmm. What I love at least the one that's, I think, seen the most growth. He's yeah. seen the most growth, and he's also the one, he, honestly, out of everybody, he's still game for this. Mm-hmm. So I'm happy. Yeah. What I also love is the fact that, you know, that... That whole uh, uh, Thor Mjolnir on the cap shield. Yeah. That the effect comes back mm-hmm. in, a, in I think also in Endgame. Endgame. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, I think uh, Age of Ultron, Ultron as well. It does. Yeah. yeah. The beginning of the movie. Yeah. I was just waiting for the suit power up from the lightning in the the final battle yeah. of yeah. Avengers, and I didn't get it. I was like, "Come on, Joss! Mm-hmm. Like you, you set that up. Like let's go." No, but they set it up for Endgame. That's true. They did. All right. So uh, speaking of Avengers Endgame, we've got back to the Battle of New York. I'm yeah. surprised that wasn't higher, but this one was this was this was floating. This this me um, barely didn't make it. <laughs> I think it's gratuitous, but whatever. It's just one of those things. But, it, it, uh, but the smash. thing is, right? I mean, I think the 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 addition of all like the the behind kind of almost like quote unquote behind the scenes mm-hmm. action of like you know. I mean, that's where we get, Amer- you know, that's America's, that's America's ass. ass. Yeah. But you have Ant Man. Well, I just love too that Tony actually makes fun of that costume because that is the that worst is the Captain yeah, America it is. costume. For sure. for sure, it's not doing anything for your butt cap. Yeah. As far as I'm <laughs> concerned, Steve, that's, that's America's that's ass. He salutes it. And you know, you talked about 1989 movies in 1989. My favorite movie of 1989 is Back to the Future Two. Yeah. And the Back to the Battle of New York was Back to the Future Two, yeah. seeing things from different angles. And I, I was just, I was. Yeah. So happy seeing them. I was just, but it's, I also kind of enjoyed like it also adds like filler, yeah, to like yeah. what's going on in. Well, it also like, it's connective tissue for uh, going back. Like you've Scepter. got Robert Redford. Yep. Yeah, you've Redford. got the, the Hell Hydra. Hell Hydra. I mean, that and, was, and, and you find out, found out how uh, Hydra got Loki's scepter. That's true. Yep. Yep. Closing those leaves. Yeah. Whoa, 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 big guy, big guy. Maximum occupancy. Maximum occupancy. No stairs! <laughs> no stairs! I loved Mark Ruffalo <laughs> reacting to that. Like, oh, he's, he's like, like he's, he's all hiding embarrassed. His face. He's like, oh. <laughs> go, go ahead and just smash something. Fine! Fine. And. <laughs> and. 
Um, all right, we've got uh, from Ant Man. Thomas the Tank Engine fight. Yeah. <laughs> I couldn't believe we left that off the original list. I can't believe we did either. I don't that think was, it would have gotten any was, higher than honorable mention, but but, but it was shot so well because yeah. you're, you're 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 at Ant Man's level. He's like this big train. He's got the, the giant train sound, and, and all of a sudden, it jumps out. It's a toy. You <laughs> have to think that that was part of Edgar yeah. Wright's original script. Yeah, absolutely. That's, that's such an Edgar Wright. And then launches out of the building. It, it kind of makes you kind of makes you want to see what Edgar Wright oh, would have done. Sure. Yeah. Oh, uh, speaking of which, real quick, I do have to correct one wrong I just did. I totally left um, Dave McLean off of, off of our uh, contributors list as well. Uh, nope. Dave, I'm sorry. Sorry. Don't worry, we'll plug your book. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> the Time Traveler's Resort and Museum, available on Amazon. Also available on audiobook. Yeah. <laughs> Buy it now. Um, and then fi- um, on this list, before we get to um, one of our, our con- contributors here... From Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two, the Mister Blue Sky credit opening. Yeah, yeah, it's great. yeah. This is one of the, the uh... one of the best, like just choreographed music numbers they've done in any of the movies. And mm-hmm. the fact that it's Baby it's Groot. a great song. It's Baby Groot. And I did find out why he freezes every time Drac watches him dance. Oh well, yeah, because Drac hates dancing. Drac hates dancing, yeah. and so he doesn't want to offend Drac by dancing in front of him. Yeah, that's that's a great whole, opening scene. That whole opening scene is great. Especially, that's really, they really let Drax break out in that scene. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What is he doing? He's going to stab it from the inside. It's the same thickness from the inside. <laughs> you just see Drax. <laughs> and then when they finally defeat the thing, ha ha, I have slain the beast. <laughs> Me and no one else. But then again, and Endgame had a great callback to that. Yeah. That's true. The, la- the, last, the last battle scene where he jumps on, uh, what's his name? The, the big hulking. Uh, yeah, he's like sitting there oh, stabbing yeah. him in the same way in the back. <laughs> um, and then finally on our um, honorable mention list, from Black Panther, Chala fights M'Baku. M'Baku, what are you doing here? It's challenge day. We have watched and listened from the mountains. We have watched with disgust as your technological advancements have been overseen by a child. <laughs> who scoffs at tradition. And now you want to hand the nation over to this prince who could not keep his own father safe. Hmm? We will not have it. I said we will not have it all. I, Mbaku, leader of the Jabari Wizards. I accept your challenge, Mbaku. Um, now, this was selected by our friends uh, Katie and Odie from the For Your Reference podcast. Uh, show notes will be we put well, actually there. All their links will be in our show notes, so definitely check them out. They're an insanely fun podcast. So uh, let's throw this over to Katie and Odie from For Your Reference. Hey, friends and geek salad lovers. It's the For Your Reference podcast, and you have your host, Katie. And Odie. And first of all, guys, thank you so much for having us on this momentous juggernaut of a segment. Oh, yeah. Oof, it was not easy, I tell you. Yeah, because I was fighting for Captain America. Holding the helicopter, which I think was one of the best scenes in the MCU. 
there. I've said it. Yawn. I've said it too. (laughs) (laughs) We amicably decided upon a moment from the film Black Panther. Which, fun fact, we went to Kenya um, three months after they've been in cinemas and people were still going to watch it this sixth and seventh time. It was difficult to get tickets. Just goes to show you how huge Black Panther was. Yeah, totally. And all of the cultural accolades that it gets and it continues to receive, well-earned, well-warranted. And all of the Oscars were the handful of Oscars that it was nominated for and some in cases it won. Mm. Great. Amazing. Let's keep that coming. Yeah, for sure. It was was a great film. It was all-encompassing. The actual moment that we pinpointed on was the battle between T'Challa and M'Baku, or as Forrest Whitaker would say. T'Challa. I have no idea (laughs) who picks him for accent roles because he's just bad. I think it's all our fault because with Last King of Scotland, he showed us his uh, <laughs> lack, lack of range and we should have learned our lesson. Yeah, someone looked at that and said, oh, I think we should get Forrest Utica for this. So we're all to blame, guys. <laughs> we're all to blame for that. But thank you, O.T. Whitaker, for your impression. Oh, you're welcome. <laughs> but the reason why we chose this particular moment is because it was a defining moment for T'Challa. So just to rewind it back a little bit, we first get introduced to T'Challa in Captain America. Yeah. Civil War, your best friend. Mm-hmm. And this was at a point where, spoiler, 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 but, you know, you guys have been around and we've mm-hmm. been around. Um, T'Chaka, his father, dies. Yeah. Unfortunately. Um, so naturally T'Challa is going to slide on in and assume the role of the king. But he was never really, um, I wouldn't say that he wasn't brave, but I think in some senses he wasn't wholly aware of what was required of him as a king. Mm. He had a regalness about him and he had that uh, breathiness in his voice. But I don't think he was willing to do the grimy things sometimes that you need to do behind the scenes. And yeah, and that's down to him trying to be a different leader from what his dad was. No, and he could, at that time he didn't know that his dad was up to dirty. Well, regardless, we get introduced to Mbaku who's challenging T'Challa and he's saying that, you know, us as the Jabari tribe have been ignored so he's trying to challenge T'Challa for the throne. And I don't think T'Challa would be the king that he is now if he wasn't challenged by M'Baku. Because as far as we, as far as we knew, that ceremony was more of a formality and no one was going to challenge his authority. Yeah. Which is fine, but in that case, he wouldn't have had the character development that he needed for the film. It's good to be reminded that there's someone always behind your back waiting to step in, you know? Yeah, just like Goatee's always ready <laughs> behind me. <laughs> but that's a story for another day, kids. Um, Mbaku was quite a character. And you, you saw later on in the film that he was helpful and he did have a heart. It was just we were coming from the view of T'Challa. So we saw him as a bad guy. But he had substance. He even helped our queen, Angela Bassett. Yes, please. I'll take another slice, thanks. Yeah, for sure. And I actually thought that T'Challa was going to lose just to toughen him up a bit. He was stabbed in the chest near the heart and then he does some Krav Maga type shit to pin down Mbaku. Come on now. Mate, he's got a heart of vibranium. (laughs) Vibranium, I don't hear. (laughs) That's what Andy Serkis was after the whole time. Mm. 
And what a battle it was. It really was the catalyst to launch him into the king that he is today. Yeah, the scene had a lot of substance. And you know who else has a lot of substance? Geek Salad and For Your Reference. Thank you so much, guys, and enjoy the rest of the show. So let's get on with the list here. Does everybody have the list up? I do. We can just go in and around here. Yep, yep. All right, I'll start. Counting down. Number 25 on the list from Avengers Age of Ultron, Hulk versus Hulkbuster. Versus Veronica. Versus Veronica. All right, everybody, stand down. You listen to me? That little witch is messing with your mind. You're stronger than her. You're smarter than her. You're Bruce Banner. Right, right, right. Don't mention Puny Banner. Okay. Go to sleep, go to sleep, go to sleep, go to sleep. Well, that was classic. Not just because of that, but, I mean, you know, you can always count on Tony Stark to be quippy and stuff like that. Some of the quips he comes up with, like, not cool banner. Dick oh, yeah. Banner. Dick move banner. Dick move banner. <laughs> oh, and then that one time he punches him so hard, Hulk looks at him and he's like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. in, in a movie with, with very few really memorable moments, this one definitely stands out. Yeah. But, yeah. but it also kind of establishes that Hulk isn't the all-powerful being. Hulk that he's can made. be defeated. That, yeah, he, they, they don't make him to be the all-powerful being that he's made out to be in the comic books. I mean, he went toe-to-toe, you know, Thor went toe-to-toe with him in, in, in the first Avengers, but the fact that Tony could build something that could actually pull its own against the, the Hulk. To be fair, it was Tony and Banner. And Banner, yeah, and Banner, if anyone knows Banner the Hulk. Know, right, Banner would right. know. Yeah. Um, I just, the thing with this thing, too, when they tease the Hulkbuster during, like, the first, like, teaser trailer... Mm-hmm. Um, it was just like they're doing it. Yep. <laughs> In fact, um, the uh, the house house party protocol. Yes. Yeah. Kind of teased it as yeah. well. Yeah. The big so, yeah. Absolutely. It is. It is just absolutely, absolutely one of my favorites. I remember thinking like, oh, how are they? How are they going about making the Hulk? You know, going on a rampage for that. So he right. needs to be stopped. I think that was. More for me saying, okay, you know, how are they, how are they going to play that off? Yeah. So, and I thought they did a great job with yeah, that because yeah. of uh, all the stuff that Wanda was able to do. Uh, who wants to take twenty four? Mike, we'll, okay. we'll, go, we'll go around this we'll go counterclockwise. All right, number twenty four from Avengers Endgame: The A Force assembles and helps Spider Man. She's got health. Yes. Actually, uh, Paul had mentioned specifically all the badass ladies covering uh, Peter, Peter Parker's end zone run. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Pete, Peter. Hi, I'm Peter Parker. Hey, Peter Parker. <laughs> <laughs> you have something for me? <laughs> Emmett mentioned that this was, this was kind of a gratuitous scene that you still just absolutely Enjoyed. Loved, loved it. Loved, loved it. Cheered for it. It's oh, just yeah. one of those things. I wish that there were more. I honestly wish there were more women in it that weren't introduced into the MCU. That like, if she all just freaking showed up there, I wouldn't even question it. I'm like, who's that? I just like, 
If somebody introduced you, Hawk, we'd be like, "Yeah, we don't care how she got in." She just said, "Yeah." <laughs> it was definitely badass. Yes, it was. Yeah, maybe a little bit of fan service, but oh, of course. I don't care either. And the I, you whole know, movie was fan service. Yeah, I hope that the whole third act, the whole, whole third act, the last ten years have been fan service. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I, I really love that one. Yeah. Um. All right. Go ahead. Number twenty-three. From Guardians of the Galaxy, the dance-off that saved the universe. The time has come to rejoice and renounce your paltry gods. Your salvation is at hand. Be sunk! Yeah! Things are gonna get easier. Ooh, child, things will get brighter. Listen to these words. Ooh, child, things are gonna get easier. Ooh, child, things will get brighter. Now bring it down hard. Someday, put it together. What are you doing? Dance off, bro. Me and you. Come on. Subtle. Take it back. What are you doing? I'm distracting you, you big turd blossom. Now, now, from if it wasn't if it was any other movie except Guardians of Galaxy, you'd be like, really? Yeah, really. But because this whole movie set this whole, you 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 expect you kind of expected it just because from the way the whole movie played out. Kevin Bacon, (laughs) Um, which is amazing on the gag reel. Oh, it's hilarious! Tony Pace starts dancing back. They all dance. Gamora, take it back. Okay, yeah. But but, like, what are you doing? Distracting you, big turd blossom. (laughs) Like it's it's it it just fits so well with that with that movie, and it's one of the reasons I love that movie so much. Yeah. Yes. All right. All right. Todd. All right. Number 22 from Captain America, the first Avenger. Uh, this is one of those kind of conglomerations. Cap's transformation and the chase scene that follows. Yes. are normal. That's 50 percent. 
My celebrity doppelganger, Richard Armitage. <laughs> well, it, I, I, it's clearly the sheriff of Nottingham. I'm sorry. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If you didn't, I mean, have you not right. watched I that? have watched that, he, yeah. He didn't look like anything like Roger Reese. He was on the series. He was, no, it was really? Alan Rickman, you dumb dumb. And he was, yeah. I'll cut your heart out with a spoon! <laughs> wrong, wrong movie series. I know. Anyways, I enjoyed the fact that there was some like really gratuitous female fan service. Oh, and yeah. Then, you know, as soon as, oh, as, you soon, think? as soon as Steve comes out, he's all muscly and the ladies are like... Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, we're, we're all hello. right there with Peggy. Oh, hello. That's, and that's just such hello. a great scene. Played perfectly by Haley Atwell, who's well, it's, yeah, and it's, it's not, amazing. You know, not just the well, ladies, but f- anybody that appreciates it's it. Such a fl- it's such a flip on the like the old like the sexist trope, misogynist sexist trope about you know female comic book characters. Is like, oh, hello. Uh, the only the only thing that came through my mind is uh, that line from uh, C three K Cape Dwellers. May I cup your pecs? <laughs> <laughs> I just, I just think that the the pre muscle, you know, pre steroid Steve Rogers is some of the best work use of special effects. Yes. Yeah. Oh my god. In yeah. really any movie, it's just because it's not in your face gratuitous how they did it. Yeah. Right. But yeah, it's, I, I, it's, I mean, so it's a little big. But well, but, but it's yeah. a lot of it's a lot of clever use of camera angles. Of like you shoot, you're shooting Chris Evans from above, looking mm-hmm. down. Right. You know, and I'm sure they had like Sebastian Stan, you know, standing on a box, on like a box yeah. or something. I really like the the chase scene in there. I, I one of the things I really like about the first Avenger is all of the the foreshadowing that they do with Steve, where you know, he's yeah. getting beat up in the alley. He comes yeah. up with the the garbage with the can, garbage can, yeah. yeah. And then even in that chase scene, he pulls the yeah, cap door, and he's got, and got a little got star, star on it. Yeah, yep. it's great. And that even is... even him like just figuring out what he can and can't do. And he runs into the window, you know, the dress shop window. He's like, yeah. I'm sorry, I'm so sorry. Yeah. He's still Steve, but yeah, he's, he can't, just, he's, yeah, he runs, he's a monster. He's you know? running so fast he doesn't corner well anymore. Exactly. And yeah. there's <laughs> the hurdle of the uh, fence. Yeah. 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 And it's, the, it's, kid, the kid gets thrown in the water. Yep. Can you swim? I can swim. Go. <laughs> <laughs> That's perfect. Because Cap would have stopped and made sure I he was okay swim. first. I can yeah. swim. Well, not just Cap, but Steve. I mean, just... The, Steve, Steve alone. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's, that's that's why yeah, he yeah. got picked. Yeah. It's because of the person he was. Right, exactly. Because he do this all day. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I know. Also, Stanley Tucci's death scene. Oh yeah. yeah. All right, Catherine, you're up. All right, next up, it's the Avengers Endgame. Fat Thor. This is all encompassing, just because <laughs> Fat Thor played such a huge part of Endgame. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god, it's so good to see you! Give me your cuddly little rascal! Oh, yeah, no, I'm good, I'm good, I'm good. It's not necessary. Oh, Hulk, you know, uh, you know my friends, Meek and Korg, right? Hey, hey guys, long time no see. Beers on the bucket, feel free to log into the Wi Fi. No password, obviously. Thor, he's back. That kid on the TV just called me a dickhead again. Noob master. Yeah, Noob Master 69. Noob Master 
Noob Master, hey, it's Thor again. You know, the God of Thunder? Listen, buddy, if you don't log off this game immediately, I'm gonna fly over to your house, come down to that basement you're hiding in, rip off your arms and shove them up your butt! Oh, that's right, yes, go cry to your father, you little weasel. Thank you, Thor. Hey, let me know if it bothers you again, okay? Thank you very much, I will. Thor abides. The Thor abides. Thor abides. I love my shirt. <laughs> this is... Did you get that shirt, by the way? I did. did. Oh, awesome. Awesome. I was going to buy it for you, but I was like, nah, he's probably going to get it. You already got it. As soon as I saw it, I'm like, oh, it's mine. It's all mine. I... It was was weird, too, because they were kind of telegraphing at the beginning of Endgame. With, you know, he's sitting there, and he's... He's eating a bowl of bread, and he's yeah. got a beer with him. I'm like, oh, this he, he's uh, he's like guilt eating right now. Oh god, yeah, he's, he's depression eating. He's I wonder how this is gonna happen. And then when they finally reveal him, the door just, opens and you just see it. Yeah, yeah. Wow, it's like melted ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what flows through my veins? Cheeses. <laughs> The bloopers on that are great because Don Cheadle just throws out <laughs> everything. Every fat so food you can think of. I haven't watched it yet. I just, oh. I just picked up the Blu-ray yesterday. Yeah, I got it. I got it. it I mean, it's again. funny because you got Don Cheadle in that in like the CGI kind of oh, yeah, suit, yeah. suit yeah. and he's sitting. He's got his arms crossed. And he's just looking at Chris Hemsworth. And he's just throwing out like every fattening <laughs> food you can throw. But he's of. got the modesty towel. I think. Yeah, <laughs> I, I love the. Um, but, I just love the introduction, too, where he is, like, literally screaming at a 16-year-old. Yeah. Hi, it's Thor. Shove them up your butt. Yeah, this is Thor. You know, the god of thunder. Hey, hey Thor, Thor, he's back. <laughs> New Master 69. <laughs> and but, the thing the... Is, but the thing is, I mean, it, it, on, on the surface, on the face of it, fat Thor is kind of, ch- you know, it's it, on, the fr- on, on, on the surface, it's meant to elicit a chuckle and kind of you're kind of supposed to laugh over it. But it's very deep mm-hmm. in the yeah. sense that it's it's a persona- personification of Thor's PTSD and his guilt and his sure. his, yep. his, yeah. his depression. You should have aimed for the head. And yeah, well, but out of all the characters in Endgame, and frankly, in the MCU, like I said earlier, in the MCU in, in universe, but it, in Endgame, Thor had the biggest growth and had the I think the best character arc of all the characters. His moment with Frigga. Oh, you, you couldn't help but just get choked up when he yeah. right. with his mom. You know? Right, because he knew he was leaving her forever. Right. Yeah. Yep. And, uh, and and he got and he got a chance to say something that none of us would ever want. That none of, none of us ever got. And we always want yeah. a chance to say goodbye. Right? Yeah. You know. And oh my god, it's, it's just it's such it's so the feels. Is, is he dead? <laughs> <laughs> just, I love I love how Marvel just hides all of those. Big reveals, yeah. yeah. Because even like the Funko Pop toys, yeah, they had Thor in his quantum suit with the short hair, muscly, and, you know, and and that just wasn't that wasn't yeah. accurate. But there's so, at all, so there are so I mean? many moments where you feel from like when he's when he's pleading with everybody else, let me, let me be, the, let yeah. me do the gauntlet, and and Tony's right. like, no, no, it's you're, you, you, you know, you can't, you can't, you're not in shape, you can't do this. And right. He's like, but it's it's just give me this one thing. Yeah. Right. He so, wants redemption. He, yeah. Absolutely. Um, all right, number 20, uh, all things Black Widow. Dave McLean writes, don't tell my wife. (laughs) (laughs) We've secured the perimeter, but I don't think we should hold it for too much longer. Huh. You're fired. That's not up to you. 
Tony. I want you to meet Agent Romanov. Hi. I'm a shield shadow. Once we knew you were ill, I was tasked to you by Director Fury. I suggest you apologize. This is from Iron Man 2, and honestly, really the only thing worth noting in Iron Man 2, apparently. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the Monaco racetrack got, a, like, one or two act poles, but... You know, what, you know what, David? I'm with you. Yeah. Because, you know, red-haired, curly-haired, red-haired, red-headed Scarlett Johansson... And, and then I'm just, the one to put it in the Bible list, so... Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and just seeing her mop the floor with like, all those guys while... Well, and then he goes up and, and she maces the last one. Yeah. Well, but then, but then the, 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 the box when he when Happy's in the boxing ring with her. Oh yeah. You know, when, when uh Tony's like step into the church. <laughs> <laughs> Can I have one? No. No. <laughs> yeah, it's she, Scarlett Johansson really is kind of the secret weapon of this entire yeah. series. Yeah. And it wasn't even supposed to be her. Oh, who's this supposed to be? Emily Blunt. Really? really? I don't see that no, at work. all. No. She was. That doesn't I work. Think she she no. was pregnant for the for the like the initial phase phases of Iron Man two, and then she was tied to Gulliver's Travels. Oh dear! Contractually. Oh dear! So that probably wasn't you know a what, great thing. But you know what the funny thing is? She's gonna come back as Sue Storm. It's fine. Oh yeah. But she she and they're also doing a sequel to Quiet Quiet Place. Too. Right. But the thing that amazes me, again, like I said, curly-haired, red-headed Scarlett oh, Johansson. Yeah. She looks so different in Iron Man 2 than she did for the rest of the entire yeah. Yeah. Right. entirety of the MCU. You're like, and it always amazes me, you know, when they, sh- you know, it, whenever they show something about Iron Man 2, they show that scene where she's in the hallway. Yeah. You like, you keep forgetting. Oh yeah, that's Scarlett Johansson. Yeah. <laughs> and then, and then the next time you see her, yeah, no, the next time you see her is her Avengers. Yeah. yeah. But after that, Captain America Winter Soldier. That's where she really shines. I mean, you, oh, you, God, you, yeah. you get the glimpses of that shining in. Uh, in Iron well, Man she too. started getting more of like that upper upper billing. Right. Yeah. She's third build in uh, Civil War. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, for me, um, Winter Soldier is really where I was like, well, she got oh, to wrong. Yeah. This is the Black Widow I've been wanting to see. Right. Right. But I do like that they have like the little hints, like the stinger, the stinger bracelets, and all that. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, ex- excellent, excellent. All right, Mike. Uh, number 19 from Captain Marvel. Captain Marvel unleashes her full power and defeats the Kree. Back for the weapon. The core. The woman. This was such a great scene. Oh, yeah. yeah. Just seeing her just finally embracing, just blowing everybody out of the way. Well, when she, well, when she flies up to Ronan's ship and just puts her, her face yeah, against that. the yeah. and all of a sudden it's just a shock wave. She's like, Oh, even Ron is like, yeah. You know what? We gotta, we gotta go. Right. We're, we're, yeah, we'll come back for her. <laughs> I really just, I, it was just, it was great too because it, it's the fulfillment of a prophecy that wasn't even supposed to be a, it's supposed to happen. Um, I had a conversation with a, with somebody yesterday about um, she had a phone that had Wonder Woman on the uh, wallpaper, Wonder Woman case, all movie Wonder Woman stuff. 
And I'm like, oh yeah, I, I, I like your case, I like that. And my daughter was totally Team Wonder Woman until Captain Marvel came out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she's like, yeah. And I'm like, yes, exactly. Because while Wonder Woman was amazing, Diana was destined for greatness no matter what she chose to do. Exactly. Carol Danvers was not supposed to be Captain Marvel. Yeah. And it just... It just works. And the thing with this, that scene, was it just got you thinking about, oh my god, what's going to happen in Endgame? Right, yeah. exactly. What's going to happen in Endgame? And she does the same fucking thing And the, pay, the, payoff, the, payoff, the payoff in Endgame was worth it. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I love that they used her sparingly for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I mean, you couldn't really use her you know, more than that because it would have been a little bit overkill. Right. First, first of all, there's that. Second of all, you know, the point of, the, of, Endgame, of Endgame was... The original right, yeah. Avengers yeah. dealing with Shane. Yeah, she's not an original it. one of the Avengers. And I like that they're like, yeah, you guys are all handling this little planet. She's dealing I with the deal rest with, of the yeah, universe. I gotta deal with yes. the cosmos, you guys. Because she can handle everything else while you guys are here. Well, I mean, that's one of my favorite lines. Is like um, when Ruby says, like, you know, like, uh, somebody like, yeah, where have you been all this time? It's like, yeah, the rest of the universe doesn't have you. Right. Yeah. Um. Great, great. All right, Joe, moving on. 18. 18? All right. From Captain America Civil War, Cap versus Iron Man. Uh, That shield doesn't belong to you. You don't deserve it. My father made that shield. This was such this a. Is, what was this? The this cap, is the last scene. Versus, this is yeah. 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 But essentially, it's, it's Cap, cap versus. versus yeah. Yeah. It's all about Cap and Iron Man. Just yeah. give me that yeah. shit. That shield that doesn't belong to you. That's mine. No, he is. That's my dad's. That's my dad. What a great. The, the the thing with that scene is you just you you not only do you watch the the dissolution of the Avengers. Yeah. But when they intercut that with uh, Zemo talking to uh, Chikala. Yeah. Yeah. About Wait, Chikala? T'Challa. T'Challa, sorry. Get it right. Yeah, I know. Come on, Forrest Whitaker. <laughs> T'Challa. Um, it's just, wow, he's right. Yeah. Stronger men than me have tried to take them down. Yep. yep. Absolutely. But I, I think part of that scene, too, is is played perfectly by Robert Downey Jr. when he discovers that Bucky yeah. killed his yeah. parents. Like, yeah. we, know, we know that. You know, like we saw Zola, that Zola told us that, and, but then um, and you know anyway. But but to see Robert Downey Jr., who is but then, just a really fantastic actor, yeah. but then just play that scene perfectly. Well, no, but but to, to cap it all off, when Cap goes, well, he's my friend, and then so oh, then and, and, and like Tony's like, so was I, and it's like, oh. Oh, that hurt. Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh, that hurt. And, and it's also very impressive the way the way it gets you and it's portrayed because like Robert Downey Jr. is doing all this emoting and he's inside the suit, so there's no eye to eye contact on screen. Well, well, he's right. right. Well, he's also you know he's in a in a green screen room doing this, so he's not he, he's not yeah. re- he can't Which react to what Chris Evans yeah. Chris Evans is doing. But 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 they they play it mm-hmm. so well. It's so well performed, and it's just. You know that that kind of thing can go underlooked because you are in the moment and you see them there and you you are seeing the eye lines even though it's not really there. And what's re- what's especially great about that scene is that neither one of them is really wrong. Right. Right. Like, I mean, and from Robert Downey Jr. I mean, from 
Tony Stark's point of view, Winter Soldier, it doesn't matter if he was mind-controlled, there's the guy that killed your parents. Yeah. Point blank. He's and, right. And Cap's like, he it, he wasn't, it wasn't it's his not fault. Him. It wasn't him. It's not yeah. him. It's not so both points are, are right, and neither one of them is wrong for wanting to win. But and how? I mean, there really was no other way for that scene to end. Mm-hmm. No. Yeah. And I thought it was just perfect—the perfect way to cap that movie. Where oh, yeah. I went in with serious, not doubts, but how are they going to pull this off? Right. You know, they're not going to—they're not going to have everybody go all out against each other. Right. And, and well, considering yeah. other, this right? is the like, first—and correct me if I'm wrong about this—is this the first MCU movie that actually handles. A major comic book story arc, yes, like a long spanning, yeah. like yeah. year long arc. Yeah, because Age of Ultron was only like a couple few issues. It wasn't yeah, it was. It wasn't. And it was. It was kind of not. I mean, it was. They were pulling bits and pieces. Yeah, right. and I know right. this was not identical to the comic book. Arc. No, not even, no. Well, not, not even, even a little bit because, but because they had to cut like half of the. Well, no, but the major the themes of the Civil War comic book storyline are present in the movie mm-hmm. in terms of government registration, registration yeah. the, you know, who do you trust? you trust the government or do you trust the heroes right. to watch after themselves? And kind of thing? Right. I, I actually prefer this over the, the Civil War storyline in the comics because in the comics, Iron Man is pretty much a dick for the entire... Iron Man is pretty much a dick. Yeah, that's the thing about the comics. But but I mean, in the in the comic books, Iron Man goes does some very ethically questionable things, Mm. like the the prison in the Phantom Zone. Is it? No, that that's no, that's the negative. Wow, Joe, the negative zone, the negative zone. And he actually, he think he's he says point blank to like Thor, like you're either with us or you're against us. Right. I'm like that. Stop being such a dick. Yeah. Whereas in the movie. Yeah, he, he, he takes a pretty. He, he take, yeah, yeah, both sides it, have their good yeah. points. It, right. made it, it made it much more approachable. Right. And understandable. But it also, the, the beauty too is that it didn't really force you to pick a side. Mm-hmm. Right, no, exactly. Because you could understand what everyone's going through. And again, I'll, I'll, I'll go to my grave saying that Daniel Brule is one of the best villains in this And I'm so glad oh, he's yeah. coming back. Oh, yeah. I'm oh, so yeah. happy he's yeah, coming he was, back. He was so brilliant, and we I have a co worker that kind of looks like him. Oh, really? has a British accent. Oh. So it's really kind of freaky. <laughs> I'm, but I'm so glad he's coming back for Captain uh, for uh, Winter Soldier and uh, and Falcon. Falcon. Yeah, yeah. Nice. I just the thing with him and I well, know no, he people, and, well, I'm, I'm sorry, Captain. He they, he actually they announced that he was coming back at the at Comic Con uh-huh. DCC, and they did it by having him come up on a you know on the screen yeah. while they were doing the the panel for uh, and he pulled on the and hood. he put on the hood, the Zemo hood. <laughs> It's gonna be great. It is gonna be great. I love, I love his portrayal so much. Mm-hmm. All right, who's up next? It's me, Todd. and I'm so excited I get to say this one. Oh, Number seventeen, Thor Ragnarok, Thor versus Hulk on Sakar, the Gladiator part. He's a friend from work. <laughs> <laughs> Work. 
burned and dim. Everybody thought you were dead. But so much has happened since I last saw you. I lost my hammer. Like yesterday, so that's still pretty fresh. Loki, Lo Loki's alive. Can you believe it? He's up, he's up there. Loki, look who it is. Now, um, one, one of my <laughs> one of my frequent that... collaborators on Altered Universe, uh, Rob, has a few things to say about this. So let's cut to him, and then we'll discuss this as well. Go ahead, Rob. Hey, Andy. Thanks for letting me come on here and uh, shout out my favorite Marvel scene. So I'm gonna have to go with Thor battles Hulk the second time in Thor Ragnarok that scene just epitomizes to me what Marvel really is it's classic it's funny there's no you know no pretense to it you don't need any information it's just what it is um, the thing I like about it a lot is that you know if you guys probably know, it came from a real life uh, uh, kid that he met, and that's kind of cool too because rarely do people do that, especially in such a big studio. So, yeah, I don't know. Um, I know you told me I got three minutes to go, but honestly, that's pretty much my favorite thing because it's just is. I mean, there's many other scenes that I like, but I'm gonna say that epitomizes Marvel. So, thanks, guys. And uh, can't wait to have you back on my show as well. Bye now. Yes. Thanks, Rob. Yeah, thanks, Rob. This is... This, well, this entire sequence just works on so many levels, especially when you Loki realizes that it's the Hulk. <laughs> I have to get off this planet. <laughs> oh, jeez. And then, and then Loki's reaction when when um, Thor uh, Hulk does my puny god to Thor, yes, and it's an exact that's same how thing. it feels. How do you like it? It's just everything about that scene. Like I love the callback to the uh, the sundowning. Yes, <laughs> yeah. The sun's going down. Hey, sun's guy. going down, big guy. Hey, big guy. <laughs> and to hear, hey, 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 to hear him in that accent, you know Thor's accent. Yeah. The sun's going down, big guy. <laughs> God, when they introduced Thor into the arena, and Jeff Goldblum, who was amazing in this movie, oh, yeah. Yeah. Lord of Thunder, he shoots sparks. <laughs> and the little cutaways to Korg, like calling him New Doug. Yeah. Like, it's just, everything about it is great. Bye, New Doug. Oh, I love this. I just love this scene so much. Because, again, this is. It's one of those scenes that, because it works so well in Avengers, the fact that they could bring it back. And mm -hmm. the, the Hulk, again, is one of those characters that really has no reason to work as well as he does. And under the watchful eye of Kevin Foggy, he works. Yeah. Yes. He absolutely works in, in this in this whole thing. But, God. It's, it's, it's brilliant. So, just everything. I, I love, too, when... He realizes it's the Hulk. He looks, Loki, look! Look who it is! <laughs> and like, Loki's like, nope, don't I? I don't know Loki's up there! <laughs> and he's like, nope, I don't know what you're talking about. I, I think, you know, one of the other great things about this, not, not that I expected Ragnarok to be anything other than what it was with Taika directing it, um, 
But, you know, similar to the Ant-Man train scene where they put that in the trailer. And that kind of unlocks everything for me and say, okay, that's what that's about. This yeah, is yeah. what this movie's going to be yeah. about. Ant-Man and the Wasp, when she shot the uh, the disc at the Pez dispenser. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. okay, that's what this movie's about. The the trailer for Thor Ragnarok was weird, and then here comes the gladiator scene. It was like, great. Yeah. I'm, I'm on, not that I wasn't on board anyway, but right. I'm even more on board now. This is just one of these movies. I know, like, you weren't a fan. I wasn't a big fan, and my husband's really not a big fan because he is so invested in the original Norse mythology, oh. so having Ragnarok being a chuckle fest? Mm. No. Oh. I can understand that. Kind of bugs oh, me. And also, he, he loves... They can rebuild it. As long as the, fa- the foundations are, are strong, it will... All right, well, the foundations are gone now. You really can't do much of that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He I likes, he likes, he likes Dark World because he loves when Thor and Loki have to work together. Korg gotcha. Is awesome. Hmm? Korg, so. I, Korg, Korg was awesome. such a jam in that movie, though. Piss off, ghost! Rock, paper, scissors joke for you? Oh, God. I, just, I, I, I truly you need, love you need this. You to talk one. to Doug. Doug's, oh, no, Doug's dead. <laughs> oh, no, wait, look, Doug's alive, everyone. <laughs> Meek. Oh, Meek, that was Meek. Yeah. Meek's alive, everyone. All right, so, um, Catherine, you got number 16. All right, number 16 is from the end of Spider-Man, Far From Home, J. Jonah Jameson. Matt Jones wrote, Multiverses Collide! (laughs) (laughs) You serious? I... Was I, you guys were you weren't with me? They you were with me when we went to go see that. Yeah. Holy hell! Oh, yeah. The, the second erupted. he pops up and you hear the voice, my arms were straight up in the air, like yes. I was surprised he didn't have the hair. I was surprised too. I don't know if that was just a choice because they can't completely merge it in with um with, with the Sam Raimi the Raimi verse the exactly. But, but he had the actual comic book hair, and then he didn't, and he you know. It's just like farmer's insurance guy. Yeah. Oh, but that, well, he had the voice. He did the voice, and it was just everything was perfect. And if 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 this whole thing gets resolved, and he shows back up, I guarantee they are they are going to throw a hairpiece. Oh, that, yeah. that is all hairpiece. But it was but yeah, it was. But, it was just but like, was, oh my god! But the thing was, the, it was so perfectly Spider-Man. Yeah. The way it was done, because you have J. Jonah Jemison. Railing against Spider-Man, exposes his identity, and all, all you see is just Peter going. Yeah. And you can, and you, can you can see like the react. Even though he was wearing a mask, you could see the reaction see underneath it he, with his with his hands yeah. on the stage. Like, and it's also like yeah, and and he's exposing him, and it is such a P- Peter can't have a good day. Right, You're right. Yeah. <laughs> he's not allowed to have a good day. No, I was quite frankly shocked that they got. I had Every, no, no idea. Clue. Nobody had any idea. That they they hid that as well as they hid uh, Samuel L. Jackson as Nick Fury. Exactly. That yeah. was one of the best kept secrets I think well, they've ever done in an MCU movie. Yeah, I mean, in the Ultimate Comic Books, it was completely the, the new Nick Fury was completely drawn to oh, yeah. right. Samuel L. Yeah. Jackson. Right. They were fishing for years. That's later, guys. Spoiler. Um, <laughs> yeah, but oh my god, I was so excited about this. Now, how they plan on moving him through? Again, now everything is up in the air. Let's all so. just play well, nice and billionaires. Just, I know, come seriously. Well, I mean, we never know when he might kind of have to come, go back for um, Justice League 2. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Do you remember how buff he got for that? Yeah. yeah. J.K. Simmons got, like, ripped to play uh, Commissioner Gordon and essentially wore the A fedora and raincoat yeah. the entire movie. You poor bastard. But yeah, I watched the audition tape on the first Spider-Man disc for J.K. Simmons, and yeah, it's exactly... He, he just he had, channels. He is it. Yeah. yeah. He's a, he like is one of the most amazing actors. Oh, he really is. Yeah, he really, truly yeah, is. Whiplash. Oh, yeah, Whiplash. Oh, yeah. Amazing in Whiplash. But yeah, you can't you can't get anybody movie. else in this generation to be J. Jonah Jameson. No, it wouldn't we, work. Yeah, we wouldn't accept him. Exactly. Okay. All right. Number 15 from Black Panther. Everything Eric Killmonger. Mm-hmm. Yep. yep. Yeah. Good morning. How can I help you? I'm just checking out these artifacts. They tell me you're the expert. Uh, you could say that. They're beautiful. Where is this one from? The Bobo Ashanti tribe, present day Ghana, 19th century. For real? And what about this one? That one's from the Edo people of Benin, 16th century. Now, tell me about this one. Also from Benin, 7th century, <clears throat> Fula tribe, I believe. Nah. I beg your pardon. It was taken by British soldiers in Benin, but it's from Wakanda, and it's made out of vibranium. <laughs> Don't trip. I'm going to take it off your hands for you. These items aren't for sale. How do you think your ancestors got these? You think they paid a fair price? Or did they take it like they took everything else? Sir, I'm going to have to ask you to leave. You got all this security in here watching me ever since I walked in. But you ain't checking for what you put in your body. All right, mate. That's all right. Come on, mate. Because he is, he is one of those characters where you can see his point of view. Absolutely. You may not 100%. agree with it, but you can understand where he's coming from. Yeah, he is the probably, like, the one of the most, the most fleshed out, fleshed out um, villain. I don't even want to call him a villain. No, Claw is a villain. Claw is a villain. Killmonger is an antagonist. Yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty much you know uh, Martin Luther King Jr. versus Malcolm X. It's great way of putting it. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) When he he walks into the throne room, hi, Auntie. Yeah. (laughs) He's just he's great. Yeah. Michael B. Jordan. Michael B. Jordan. This is the closest the MCU has ever ever gotten to getting a legitimate Oscar nomination. Well, I mean, supporting actor, yeah. Beyond Loki, this was like the first really truly great MCU villain. There have been some. This was the strength. This was because that was the biggest knock on MCU was that they had great heroes, lousy villains. Yeah. Right. And DC had great villains and lousy heroes, but. With this one, it was like this was part of the string. This was um, him, Vulture, oh, yeah. uh, Hella, Hella, uh, yeah. Thanos. Yeah, you know there was just this string of amazing villains. Well, it was it, it, right. It was like villains that you had. I don't want to say empathy for, but you can see kind of see, see where point. they're coming from. Like, right. Yeah. From a certain, you know, to to to, to coin uh, uh, Obi Wan from a certain, from a certain point, point of view. view. Hello. Yeah. Point of view. Hello there. <laughs> How uncivilized. <laughs> yeah, Ultron wasn't a great villain, but James Spader is James such Spader, an awesome yeah. job. Yeah, it's an like, amazing you know, voice. Yeah. Well, and, well he, and, did the, he did the mocap too. Yeah, yeah. So it's, it's more than just that, that string, Andy, that you were mentioning. Like it brought it out of, you know, contemporary business rival 
who also wants the same thing as the hero. You and I are the same. Like, yeah. Okay, Obadiah Stane and <laughs> yeah. Corey Stoll's character. I can't even. Darren Cross. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Yellow Jacket. They like they are the same. Essentially the same. Character. Right. Yeah. Right. And. I mean, Jeff Bridges is better, but like... Yeah, because he's Jeff Bridges. Because he's Jeff Bridges, but they brought it out of that kind of... You know, even Sam Rockwell, who I really like as as Justin Hammer, he's Tony Stark's contemporary who wants the same thing. He wants suits. Right. But he's You give me suits. But he's clearly lesser than. (laughs) Yes, of course. Yeah. So for Killmonger to come along and for Hela and Vulture to come along, it's like, okay, great. You figured it out. No, that was right. Now keep it going. The interesting thing is, is that the strain was broken by Ant-Man and the Wasp solely because there was truly no villain in that movie. Yeah. Uh, Walter Goggins? Hello? Oh, well, Walter Goggins. But... I don't even remember his character's name. I don't yeah. either. Jesus. Well, uh... Oh, well, no, no, no. But again, he was more of a nuisance than an annoyance. Well, yeah, but was the truth. Walton Goggins. Walton Goggins, yeah. Get it Walton. straight. He was great justified, by the way. <laughs> so, all right. Um, all right, Mike, you're up. All right. I'm pulling up the things that people have to say about this one, but go yeah. ahead. Number 14 from Captain Marvel, The Flurkin. Oh, The Flurkin. That reveal was brilliant. It was. <laughs> Take the Tesseract, leave the lunchbox. Me? Yes. I'm not touching that thing. You want me to get you an oven mitt? <laughs> Get the scrolls on the quad jet and go. Take the clerk in with you. What about you? I'll buy you some time. I'm picking you up now. I'm trusting you not to eat. And then, and then, and then you have Nick Fury holding him like, you know, like, <laughs> go, 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 go. Pick yeah, a side, won't you? Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd been reading enough about the movie coming out, and they were talking about how Goose steals the movie, and, and the minute they mentioned it was a flurkin, I was like, oh, yep. yeah, he's definitely got to be a flurkin. He can't just be a cat. Right. Uh, Dave McLean writes, I have to go clean out the flurkin box in a bit. The flurkins are a big deal in my house. <laughs> um, I don't know if that means that he has a marmalade cat, or... Um, well, it's a tabby. I have a tabby, so... I got okay. my own, oh, I get my own flurkin. You have your own flurkin? Yeah, I, 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 don't, I don't have a flurkin, unfortunately. Um, but yeah, they're right about Goose stealing the movie. Yeah. What it, it was just, it was great for someone like myself that didn't quite, I, I was enjoying the movie so much, I wasn't like forecasting three steps ahead of everything. Right. Yeah. So when the, the tentacles finally come out. <laughs> well, 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 when, when Telos, when, you know, when, when Talos, Telos is, yeah. oh, Talos is, uh, Talos. Talos is at, uh, at, uh, Rambo's house. Yeah. You know, and all of a sudden, and all of a sudden, Goose, he's like, get, he's like, get that away from me, and all of a sudden, he just picks him up, like, what, this? They, they played that perfectly, everything from Samuel L. Jackson's interactions with the cat, yeah. where you're like, that's Nick Fury? Like, he's yeah. such a softy, you know, because they needed to show that to Ben Mendelsohn, playing that yeah. absolutely perfectly, to the flirking moment, and then even the post credit scene with yeah. the Tesseract, like, yeah. 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 it was perfect, <laughs> and it was, it was awesome, <laughs> it was great. Uh, everyone who owns a cat knows that sound. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. I was like, oh, there goes the Tesseract. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Joe, you're up. All right, number 13 from Doctor Strange. Dormammu, I've come to bargain. 
Romamu, I've come to bargain. You've come to die. Your world is now my What is this? Illusion. No, this is real. I've come to bargain. What is happening? Just as you gave Kaecilia's powers from your dimension, I brought a little power from mine. This is time. Endless, looped time. Dormammu, I've come to bargain. You cannot do this forever. Actually, I can. This is how things are now. You and me, trapped in this moment, endlessly. Then you will spend eternity dying. Yes. But everyone on Earth will live. But you will suffer. Pain's an old friend. <laughs> now, which one? The first, the second, the third, the fourth, the fifth? <laughs> I, I, this is another one. I, I really love that scene. I, I love how the fact that the entire movie gets resolved with a basically a, uh, a time loop. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Well, that's that's what the uh, eye uh, the eye of uh, Adamoto does. And I mean, you know, the nice thing I liked about it too was I was worried about how movie Dormammu would look because. Just because it's yeah. a difficult character to render on screen. Yeah. It's, I liked it was just this big head, but they did the ridges in the face and all that. Yeah. Was, Voiced well, was, by... If you like Benedict Cumberbatch, then this was for Benedict you. Cumberbatch this versus Benedict, Benedict Cumberbatch. This was Benedict Cumberbatch on Benedict Cumberbatch action. <laughs> <laughs> Which is a Cumberfest. Yeah. <laughs> I... Uh, this movie, I don't think it's enough love. It should. It should get so much. This is it, honestly the only thing anybody brought up about Doctor Strange. Obviously, it was uh, enough to put it in. I, I put something else from. Yeah, there, was, there were some other other possible moments. This was one of the movies I had to yeah, cut. Oh me. yeah, the teach me. Yeah. No, no. For me, uh, the uh, backwards battle. Oh yes. Right, bef- right before the. Uh, oh yeah, before, yeah, before the Mamu, um, yeah. Just just the moment with the ancient one. Uh, where she pauses time long enough. It's uh, so, so, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. The conversation at the oh, yeah, with the lightning. Yeah, that's that that's, was, a, that's that a, a wonderful Yeah, moment. that was a wonderful moment. But, but yeah, this movie just doesn't get the kind of love I think it deserves, because it's... It, well, just, it's like, it, just like Guardians, just like Ant-Man, this movie was a gamble. Yeah. It, was, it, was, it, was, it really is kind of so far out of the MCU mainstream, especially when you're talking about in- introducing elements of magic. Yeah. To a, 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 a movie universe that's so reliant on science, mm-hmm. right? You know, actually, um, John Where I'm from they're called the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, now, now that I'm thinking about it, John did have another honorable mention from this movie. Yeah, what's that? and that was when um, Doctor Strange, uh, his astral projection oh, helps, yeah, yeah. Um, his, helps his uh, the doctor, girlfriend, ex-girlfriend, yeah, yeah. Uh, do surgery on himself. Yep. And then, <laughs> the, yeah. Then, the, yeah, the, yeah. the actual well, fight. Like, among the people we That's know, it cool. doesn't get a whole lot of love, but 
I know that there was a girl behind me in an Infinity War oh. who loved Doctor Strange because when he went to dust, she freaked out. Cumber bitch. You could you could always <laughs> tell. He he's actually stopped referring to them that way because it's not well, nice. I know he doesn't like. I, I they, can they, understand they, that. They do self-identify, but he won't he won't go he there. But um, but yeah, that was you know Infinity War. You could tell where in the audience people liked character because mm. they would they all lost That's it over it. one person. Yeah. <laughs> and there was a girl behind me. There you go. Who was Dr. I Strange feel for me I, I liked that movie. I saw it opening night by myself. Thank you very oh, much. I love that movie. Um and it was cool. You know, like it's a really cool looking movie. Yeah. Again, it's an origin story which they've yeah. done a million times. Um and I'm not a huge Benedict Cumberbatch person. Like I, I he's a good actor. I just don't Get it, you know, yeah, and to see his progression in Infinity War, especially, and then Endgame, I like him better later on in those movies. So looking back, I don't regard Doctor Strange as highly as I did at the time. Okay, because I, the character has grown for me in yeah, other movies. Yeah. I'm really looking forward to the sequel. I like, oh my god, amazing that's to look at the see, see the, the sequel. Gonna, I love the. I want to see where the cape goes now. Yeah, yeah, the cape is awesome. I, I love the cape's personality. Um, I do, I do like all the scenes with Wong. I think Wong is a staple. <laughs> Wong is amazing. Wong is yeah. awesome. He's great. How much is that? About two about yeah. two fifty. <laughs> He's great. And they can just get you a um, a metaphysical tuna fed tuna tuna melt. Okay, Beyonce. Yeah. Adele. <laughs> and these people is that, is that everybody? You you wanted more? <laughs> and I saw off each other so well. Yeah, I saw I saw. Doctor Strange with all you guys yep. in 3D, and then yep. I saw it later that weekend with my husband in 2D. Oh, in 3D, it was such a freaky movie. Well, yeah. it is, yeah, <laughs> some of it, like, in 2D, in, in 3D, you've got, like, the kaleidoscope effects are way more, and the, the markings around the eyes of Dormammu followers yeah. were way right. weirder really weird. in 3D. But in, two, but in 2D, you see the things you missed, like, wisps of smoke traveling around the ancient's room, which yeah. does right. not happen in 3D. Right. And yeah. You know, there are some things like the pillar holding the gem of Amato is like looks weirdly two D in the three D version. <laughs> I'm like, that looks like a prop. So it's it's kind of interesting comparing the three D and two D experiences, in my opinion. Yeah. All right, here it is. Where am I? Number, Number twelve. Number twelve. Guardians of the Galaxy, come and get your love. Introduction to Star Wars. Oh. That was bow, so great. Like you mentioned, you saw the trailers, you knew what you were getting into, and then you go to the movie, and the first thing that happens is your yep. heart is ripped out of your chest as this child is weeping over the death of his mother, <laughs> Mom, and then he yeah. gets kidnapped. And the next like, scene, and I'm like, you're I'm like, we were crying five minutes into the movie. It was so well done, and then this scene, and it was like. <laughs>
Guardians movies are such roller coaster rides no, they with are. such high highs and yeah. such low lows, which is yeah. also one of the things I complain about Thor Ragnarok is because you're getting almost to that high and then it's knocked away. Mm-hmm. You get almost to the low and then knocked back up, and there's not you don't have the I, roller coaster. This this whole intro with like Quill. Dancing and then like grabbing like the the scene into it, but then then the flip side in Endgame. But in Endgame, the yep. flip side to it, the, the, it's like so he's an idiot. So he's, yes, and Nebula's like yes. But part of the thing is that nobody can sing well while they're listening on the headphones. Right. Yeah. No, because you, you but, can't. But you I can't love to. It's just voice. like when you finally hear how he's I was in Disney World in July of 2014, and they were doing little previews of Guardians, and it was this very first scene with Come and Get Your Love, and then the Power Stone and the Escape, you know, and that was it. You know, it wasn't anything with his mother from before, it was like, okay, here's... It's Here's Guardians, right? right? And it yeah. was 3D. It was in you know Hollywood Studios. It was yeah, in, right, yeah. one of the 3D theaters. Yeah, and I saw it with my brother, and we were just like, "Yep, I'm gonna love this movie." <laughs> yeah, like, because it has that that funny, like just zany intro, and then yeah. you have the Indiana Jones feel with him grabbing the relic and, yeah. and right. all of that kind of stuff. Yeah. It had everything for me. So, yeah. and this really kicked that movie off. And this this is also true. Again, we, we talk about gambles. Oh, in this, MCU. this was the game. biggest game. Yeah. I mean, Lisa Denoncore mentioned that you know she went. She had no familiarity at all with Guard- the Guardians yeah. of the Galaxy. So you're talking tree. Most of my familiarity came from like the 1970s, like the original the handbook original, of the right. Marvel Universe with uh, what was it like Star Fox? Yeah, played by Sylvester Stallone. Yeah, and, uh, and Char- Yondu with that huge ya- Yondu with like yeah Yondu with the, the Archer and yeah. um, was it Charlie 24 or whatever? Yeah, or something like that. Yeah, and. Yeah, I was just I was blown away. The final product of this, it was like this is this is it for me. Yeah, but this I mean this entire opening scene just sets sets up who Quill is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, especially when he gets back when he gets back to the to the um, to the ship. What? Oh yeah, then there's like the mono. I, the mo- I forgot you were <laughs> <Yes>. here. <laughs> he's got, yeah, he's got this. He's got the. He's, it, 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 space he, groupie. He's space groupie, which you know he gives off like this total James T. Kirk vibe. You know, it's like. Oh, I forgot you were here. <laughs> but not only that, but it also introduces you to the soundtrack that's going to yep. accompany this movie. And yep. the right. kind of like the 70s AM classics, AM baby. Classics. Yep. Yeah. The greatest soundtracks ever. Oh, we should talk it about is. soundtracks sometimes. We should definitely <laughs> talk about <laughs> I love it because that is me. Like, yeah. I do that when I have my headphones you have on. Oh, yes, we all do. Like, yeah. That yeah. is me. I wonder if, if anyone got this soundtrack on vinyl. Um, maybe. You, know, you, should, you should go get it. I <laughs> probably should. You're right. All right, awesome. Uh, Catherine, you're taking number 11. Okay, number 11 is from Spider-Man Homecoming, The Vulture's Reveal. That was an excellent And it's not really, like, we knew he was Vulture. Yeah. It's really revealing him as the dad. Yeah. 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 Here we are. End of the line. Thanks, Dad. You hit in there, Gumdrop. I'm going to give Peter the, uh, the dad talk. Don't let him intimidate you. Love you. Love you, Gumdrop. Have a safe flight. You guys look so pretty. Does she know? Know what? So she does it. Good. Close to the best. I admire that. 
I've got a few secrets of my own. Of all the reasons I didn't want my daughter to date. Peter, nothing is more important than family. You saved my daughter's life, and I could never forget something like that, so I'm going to give you one chance. Are you ready? You walk through those doors, you forget any of this happened, and don't you ever, ever interfere with my business again. Because if you do, I'll kill you and everybody you love. I'll kill you dead. That's what I'll do to protect my family, Pete. Do you understand? Hey. I just saved your life. Nobody say. Thank you. You're welcome. Now, you go on in there. You show my daughter a good time. Okay? Just not too good. That was so awesome. But it was so, It's like you're almost half expecting Michael Keaton to go, I'm Batman. Yeah. <laughs> Lisa Denonka Krauss um, wrote that, oh man, this one made, almost made me sick. A perfect oh shit moment. I especially love how the music cuts out when the door opens. Yep. And that's it. Yes, Todd's pointing at me. That yes, is, that yeah, is that it. Is per- it's perfect. Yeah. It's yeah. just perfect. The fun thing is, just, I remember, like, there is no indication. No. Whatsoever. No. This is your Kaiser Soze moment. Yeah, yeah. He, he, like, mentions something about a kid at one point. Right. And it's yeah, just the sort of, you very feel like, beginning. Yeah, you feel like it's a throwaway. Yeah. Right. You're like, yeah, okay, he's yeah, looking he's got He's looking at the drawing of the Avengers when he's cleaning up yeah. Grand Central Station. And that's... Anyway, and then he, he maybe mentions... I he's got know, a family, yeah. He, he mentions about family. Like, we, we just think, oh, it's a throwaway to let us know that exactly. he's a real person with a life. Yep. But the thing, is, the thing is, Michael Keaton is one of, those ca- one of those actors where, on the surface, if you look at him, you're like thinking, there's really nothing threatening about this guy. But and then he, there's everything but, threatening. No, but, that, but, that, but, he, but he... Like, he, like you said, when, he, when he's in the car, all of a sudden... You're scared. You're scared. Yeah. Yeah. You're like, it starts off just nice, nice and like light and airy, and then suddenly you see it. You see him. You see it that out, switch. You see, and like, everything changes. Yeah. You see me standing at that red light. Yeah, and then it turns green, and he won't, he won't go. Yeah, yeah. It's oh, it's perfect because he's piecing it together. Mark plays it perfectly too. Oh yeah, yeah. As that just yeah. like absolute horrifying. He realizes yeah. that yeah. he figured it out. Yeah. Good old Spider Man. Audible gasps. Yep. Yeah. yeah. It was great. Uh, one of my coworkers, Sean, um, went to the bathroom. Oh, no. Oh, He's like, I missed it. I came back in. I'm like, what I miss? Everything! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the main plot point. You missed it. You can't recapture that moment. Nope. Yeah, fortunately, we we didn't have that. We just had the film cut out. Oh! Um, not at that point. It cuts out, like, the, it must have been reel to reel or whatever. Um, like, the point at which Spider-Man is screwed up and Tony Stark is coming to help him out. Mm. Oh, okay. The, the film cut. So it's not a bad point, but it was still, like, we were there for, like, five minutes before. I was like, all right, I'm going to go tell somebody. Yep. They're not <laughs> yeah. figuring this out. <laughs> oh, God, that scene. That scene and Michael Keaton is so awesome. Plus, I mean, he's such a great actor. I mean, what, you know, right? I mean, right after you see it, you know, Tony, uh, like, you know that um, Peter knows it, and we all know it. But he's just being—he's actually being a really good dad. Yeah, right. He is a solid father in that moment. Like, just you know, he's talking to Peter um, in the in the house before he yeah. makes him up offering to, a dream. Yeah, yeah, doing, yeah. doing the usual, doing the you know, doing, yeah. doing the usual dad test thing. 
Yeah. <laughs> We're coming up for you, too. <laughs> yes. And you. Oh, yep. Yeah. Have fun with that, guys. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, mm. All right. Into the top ten. Yep. All right. <coughs> Excuse me. Okay. It's very exciting. Yes. Very Guardians exciting. of the Galaxy Volume 2. I'm Mary Poppins, y'all. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Is he cool? Hell yeah, he's cool. I'm Mary Poppins, y'all! The, the, essentially, the, 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 the takeaway quote from this entire oh, movie. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But it, the funniest part about this is, is that you think about it, it's not oh, just some throwaway line that they use for one joke. This is where you begin to realize that, you know, while Yondu wasn't Peter's uh, father, he was his dad. Yeah. Yep. And, you know, I, I have made mention on countless occasions that this movie is all about the family connection for me. Yeah. That's why I adore this movie. And, oh, God. It's just... It's it's great. My favorite part, too, is if you've ever seen um, the How It Should Have Ended for this, where they have a... Um, like, they're sitting at the superhero cafe, and Groot, you know, Groot's there, Batman's there, yep. and, and Yondu's there. Like, I am Groot. I'm Batman. I'm Mary Poppins, y'all. <laughs> I'm Batman. I'm Mary Poppins, y'all. And then Mary Poppins shows up. Is someone looking for me? Mary Poppins is real? <laughs> Mary Poppins is a woman? <laughs> is he cool? Yeah, he's cool. <laughs> It's, it's, it's perfect. Is any is there anything Michael Rucker can't do? No. Oh God, no. Michael Rucker is such a gem. He can, he can he can make anything work. Yeah. He was on an episode of MythBusters. It was awesome. <laughs> oh, was really? Yeah, the zombie the zombie episode of MythBusters. Oh. I just remember my first my first exposure to Michael Rucker was uh, Mallrats. Mallrats. Oh really? Yeah. Oh yeah. Mine was Henry Portrait of a Serial Killer. So uh, <laughs> there I I've been exposed to him before, but I didn't really know him until Walking Dead. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But it's just that Michael Rucker is so great in this because he's broken in this movie. The yeah, first yeah. movie he was, you know, he's confident. You know, Peter's always getting the upper hand on him though. He's always getting stymied, but he lets him do it. Right. And this movie he is figuratively li- and literally he's broken, broken at yeah. various points in he's this movie. He's been kicked out of the Ravagers. By Taser yeah, Face. By Taser, Taser Face. face. <laughs> Seriously? <laughs> so what, did Taser shoot out of your face or something? <laughs> It's metaphorical! <laughs> oh my god. It's just the whole thing, too, with him escaping the, uh... Oh god. When they're, when they're making they're the trying escape... To make, they're trying to make Groot get... <laughs> oh! <laughs> you, uh... Do you have a refrigerator, a freezer filled with, like, just, bo- uh, just member toes or anything like that? No. no. Then maybe we shouldn't talk about this ever again. <laughs> That's why you don't yeah, like his, cats? <laughs> his, his whole relationship with, with, with Rocket was amazing. Oh, yeah. it was just like they really well, you know, humanized it, Rocket. Yeah. They humanized yeah. Rocket and, and, and gave Rocket character growth. Yeah. 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 You know, Which continued again through. Yeah. yeah. Uh, God, time to be the captain. Yeah. You know? I lost everybody that mattered to me. Quill. <laughs> Come on, you know, Quill, Groot, the, the chick with the antenna. <laughs> You know, the, and the Mary Poppins scene 
was was made all the more all more the more effective by the sacrifice that Yondu makes immediately after that. Yeah, yeah, yes. giving Quill Ab- the absolutely you know, the, yeah. the, the pad. The I don't even remember what he's called. Yeah, the spacesuit. Yeah, for fun. Yondu is absolutely the standout of Guardians of the Galaxy mm-hmm. Volume Two. Yeah. Okay, so next up, who who is up next? Mike, Mike go ahead. All right, number nine from the very first Iron Man. I am Iron Man slash the Nick Fury stinger. Matt Jones wrote about that, I just want to say. I don't think the term shared universe had ever been coined yet, but this is the moment that it started the whole thing. This has to be mentioned. Thank you. Uh, been a while since I was in front of you. I figure I'll stick to the cards this time. (laughs) There's been speculation that I was involved in the events that occurred the freeway and the rooftop. I'm sorry, Mr. Stark, but do you honestly expect us to believe that that was a bodyguard in a suit that conveniently appeared despite the fact that... I know that it's confusing. It is one thing to question the official story and another thing entirely to make wild accusations or insinuate that I'm uh, a superhero. I never said you're a superhero. Didn't Mm-mm. Well, good, because that would be outlandish and uh, fantastic. I, I, I'm just not the, the hero type, clearly, with this uh, laundry list of character defects, all the mistakes I've made, largely public. Yeah, okay. yeah. The truth is... I am Iron Man. And in fact, um, Nick from the podcast uh, Black Girls Do Stuff had a few comments on this one as well. Cool. So go ahead, Nick. Hey, guys. This is Nick from Black Girls Do Stuff 2, and I'm here to talk about my favorite MCU moment okay so this was very very hard for me and I'm going to tell you why there's so many moments that I love from the MCU from the Marvel Cinematic Universe Um, they just make really good films and there's always a takeaway moment from each one and um, even as I talk about this I can't even like fully decide so just know that I say this is my favorite moment but it can change as soon as I stop hitting record. And I think I'm going to go with the first moment that really drew me in. And um, it is from Iron Man 1. And it is the moment where he says, I am Iron Man. Um, the whole movie, I mean, honestly, just got me. I loved it. I love Robert Downey Jr. Um, I love him as Tony Stark. Anyone who knows me knows I am an Iron Man stan. Um, But the reason this moment got me is because it was so true to who Tony Stark is. Um, Just going up on the podium, really, really giving it his all on not revealing anything and trying to stick with the script. But, I mean, he is who he is. And so, you know, he reveals the moment, I am Iron Man. And it just really set the tone and catapulted the MCU to what we know of it today. And that movie really set the tone for everything that a superhero movie could be um, without having to be this perfect character, this do-gooder. It was somebody who was imperfect and became a superhero out of 
uh, circumstance and then owned it. And even as he was a superhero, he didn't fully believe that he was. Other people on his own team, <clears throat> Steve Rogers, didn't believe that he was, but he was. And he was somebody that we could all relate to. And I just, that's my favorite moment. I could talk about this forever. I love Iron Man 1. It is my top three of of MCU movies. I, it fluctuates my top three, but it will remain. And that moment just has to be the moment because any other moment really wouldn't have happened if Iron Man wasn't such a success. And so thank you, MCU. Thank you, Robert Downey Jr. for bringing Tony Stark to life. And thank you for that moment. Anybody who chooses otherwise sucks. <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks so much for having me. Bye. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Yay. All right. What do we want to say about this singer? Other than you had mentioned, you kind of alluded to this earlier. Yeah. We had no fucking clue no. this was happening. Oh, no. no yeah. I was well, just we, told, we, stay. We never, stay right, we, the end credits. I mean, an end credit scene was unheard of. Um, it wasn't unheard of. Well, was like, I mean, Masters of the Universe. All right, and that, yes, please. they did it. Paris yeah. Stay Off. Yeah. Paris, yeah. Right. Muppet um, Movie. Actually, X3. Oh, that's true. X3 had that's one. True. Pirates of the Caribbean had yeah. all three movies. Yeah. Yeah. And all three of the original. And so, actually, they both the... Uh, the Four and five had them as well. Oh, did they? Yeah. I, I, I only saw it four. Oh, okay. I have something very embarrassing to yeah. say. I did not know that this post credit scene existed for about a year. Really? Really? I saw it in theater, left, because it was the first we, one. We, yeah. yeah. Right? And then I, I was reading about it, and I was like, there's a there's more? Yeah. I have to... I have to go back. And like Iron Man 2 was coming out. Yeah. So I was like, oh, I need to, I need to go f- yeah. figure this out. And then I must have watched it like eight times in a row because I had the DVD and I was like this is this is genius you know what movie what, what's probably the first movie to have a post credit sequence Airplane that's right that's right yeah. I'll give him five more minutes <laughs> I just think that this scene it's, oh god just to talk you know go back to what Matt was saying about a shared universe a, you know a multi-cinematic experience had never been done before. And even if this movie failed, at least they were willing to start it up. Yeah. Well, it, it also flipped the entire superhero trope on its head, where you have the hero actually right off the bat saying, that I am I am the hero. I right. Have no, I have no secret identity. Right. Right. Yep. Which is interesting, too, because when you really get down to it, outside of Spider-Man, Tom Holland's Spider-Man... Nobody has a secret identity. Everybody knows where everybody is. Right, exactly. And it's not one of those things like... This is the big thing with the DC movies. Is I must protect my secret identity at all costs. Right. You know? Yeah. Unless you're Batman, in which case, hey. I'm Batman. I'm Batman. I'm Batman. <laughs> what am I, uh, secret identity? And, and even with Spider-Man, in Spider-Man 2, how many times does he take his mask off? Like, all the, all t- the time. He might as well web swing without the mask <laughs> on. Whole trainload of people, like... You know, see his face, and then they're all sworn to secrecy. Your secret safe was just a kid. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I will. I'm an unapologetic Robert Downey Jr. fanboy. I think he's amazing. Yes, he is. If you've never seen Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, go watch that. Absolutely. Oh yeah. Go just go watch him do anything. The way he delivers. The way he delivers. I am Iron Man at the end of that movie. 
is perfect. It's yeah. He's perfect. He's like looking at the card and it's like, I am Iron Man. It's yeah. amazing. And unexpected, and then you follow that up with the song Iron Man. Right. Yeah. Black Sabbath. Yeah. There you go. Like, it was, and you, it's one of those scenes where you just leave the movie going like, oh my god. What did I, I just watch? There is something about this movie that, especially leading up to that, where he's like looking at the notes that S.H.I.E.L.D. has given him. Bod- bodyguard, really? Yeah. Because that, that's, that's a comic book thing. Next thing you know, they're going to say he keeps it in a briefcase. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, they did that in yeah, Iron Man 2. Yes, they did. Yeah. That was so stupid. Yeah, it was a turning point, really, because the, you know, I, I wasn't a huge Spider-Man person. Oh. You know, I knew Spider-Man 2 was pretty good. It wasn't my thing at yeah. the time. Um, but then there was the Batman Begins trilogy, right? And Dark yeah. Knight came out the same year as Iron Man. Right. I think Iron Man might have come out first. Yeah, it did. Yeah. yeah, it came out. And I was more excited for Dark Knight because I loved as, as I, I was too. Batman. I was too. And um, we actually talked about this a few months ago, I think, about this article. I think it was, was it Rob Liefeld who wrote that, you know, now that the dust is completely settled, it's been ten years, Iron Man is infinitely more influential than the Dark Knight. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah well, more it. positively influential. Yeah, because right. we, yeah, we discussed it in, in the sense that yeah. DC Warner Brothers has learned all the wrong lessons from the Dark Knight, the Nolan verse Dark Knight. Right. Yeah. Whereas Marvel learned all the right lessons from Iron Man. Right. Yeah. It's possible to make a fun yeah. superhero movie that isn't just Spider Man. Yeah. You know, and like you know, like I, I will always, always, yeah, I will always hold that. Well, the Dark Knight is a better film. If I could only watch one of the two, Iron Man or Dark Knight, for the rest of my life, I'll watch Iron Man and every single day because I have, more fun with I have it. way yeah. more fun with it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, agreed. Cool. All right, who's up next? That's me. All right, Joe. And at number eight from Ant Man. Louise describes stuff. <laughs> Crazy stupid fine, right? <laughs> oh my god. And Marvel is doing everybody a disservice if they don't release oh, yeah. the video of Louise explaining the entire MCU. Yes. Matt Jones actually wrote about that. I want a whole movie of Louise describing, uh, recapping the entire MCU. I don't care how long it is. I need this in my life. <laughs> <laughs> when they had all of those, when they were doing all the posters for Endgame, leading up to Endgame, and everybody had like this little short thing. And then there was Luis's poster. Tell me about that tip. What? I want to know about that tip. Oh, baby, Tom! It's so on right now. Calm down, all right? I just need to know where it came from. It's got to be airtight. Okay. I was at a wine tasting with my cousin Ernesto. It was mainly reds, and you know I don't like reds, man. You know, but there was a rosé that saved the day. It was delightful. And he tells me about this girl, Emily, that we used to kick it with. It was actually the first pair of boobs that I ever touched. It's the wrong details. It's the wrong... It has nothing to do with the story. Go! So, uh, he tells me that she's working as a housekeeper now, right? And she's dating this dude, Carlos, who's a shot caller from across the bay. And she tells him about the dude that she's cleaning for, right? That he's like this big shot CEO that is all retired now, but it's loaded. And so Carlos and Ernesto are on the same softball team. And they get to talking, right? And here comes the good part. Carlos says, yo, man, 
This guy's got a big ass safe just sitting in the basement, just chilling. Of course, Ernesto comes to me because he knows I got mad demon skills. Of course, I ask him, did Emily tell Carlos to tell you to get to me what kind of safe it was? And he says, nah, dog. All she said is that it's like super legit and whatever's in it, it's gotta be good. What? Old man have safe. And is gone for a week. All right. There's an old man, he's got a safe, and he's gone for a week. Let's just work with that. Michael Pena is so awesome. Well, Luis is such a great character. He was so good red wine, you know I like a rosé, so... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the beauty is, too, is that this is his career now. Yeah. He will just play Luis forever, and nobody is going to complain. Well, he's <laughs> also in the Door of the Explorer movie. And I'm sure he's playing Luis in that. <laughs> he's playing My dad his died. father. My dad died. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, no, no. Uh, Lisa got the van. No, my mom died. <laughs> that gets deported. My dad gets deported. deported. Lisa got the van. Yeah, he's he's brilliant. Yeah. Movie. Oh man, Baskin Robbins, they don't play. <laughs> 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 it's just that this. God, it's just there. There are so many things about this, and this is where they work in the Stan Lee cameo. And the oh, fact yeah. that they got Stan Lee, crazy Stan, yeah. and he's, Stan Lee's even hitting like the head bombs that, <laughs> well, that, that you know that he's doing. But every character, every person that they that they like at the end of Ant Man, where he's recapping every, you know, he's trying to each that, person that's leading up to Civil War. Each person is Luis. Each person is doing Luis's inflections, yeah. and body movements, yeah. And again, isn't that isn't that Edgar Wright? Like, <coughs> that that absolutely is an Edgar Wright thing. Yeah, Edgar Wright. I Peyton Reed, great director. For these movies. And you notice that the, he they, they really pulled back on doing that for Ant Man and Wasp. Mm-hmm. There yeah. wasn't any of that. I don't. No, not yeah. really. Yeah, there was. There was one. We had one. I maybe some. maybe one. I could have used four. Yeah. Then they had the whole thing about the uh, the truth serum. The truth yeah. serum was so good. <laughs> yeah, Luis Luis was just not in the movie as much, but right. yeah, they definitely had stuff like right. that. Scotty, you you're not supposed to put the plates on the top shelf. <laughs> you're supposed to go on the top shelf of the dishwasher. It's truth serum. <laughs> yeah, I just oh my god, I just we you, Joe, you were with me and Mike. This was they showed like the first five minutes of this movie and um in front of Jurassic World, I think. Yes. And oh god, it's just yeah, the whole thing with the van. It was the whole yeah. The, you know, he's like what do you, what do you, they're, they're comparing like their scars yeah. from getting the the weird like leaving prison ritual. I'm still the only one that managed to knock him out. <laughs> You guys have some weird rituals. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Todd, you're up next. What is number, number seven? Number seven. seven from the Avenger Marvel's The Avengers. Oh, God. thank you. I forgot they still do uh, that. <laughs> All things Loki. Oh, yeah. God. Yeah, Loki Loki does that was around movie. that movie. That was his movie. That was, <laughs> that was Loki's coming out party. Enough! You are all of you beneath me. I am a god, you dull creature. And I will not be bullied by that. Puny God. Right. I mean, to be fair, every movie that Loki is in, all things Loki. That's true. True. <laughs> Very Pretty true. much, but that movie very much so. Yeah, because yeah. well, he's the he's no. the primary antagonist, so yeah. he gets he just gets more screen time and more. He gets more scenery to chew. Yes, yeah, and he does. And Tom Hiddleston chews up the scenery. Yeah. The fact that he got away with using the term "muling quim." <laughs> <laughs> 
Because it sounds so sophisticated. Coming it does from, sound so sophisticated. Coming with a guy with an English accent. I'm, where Autumn and I are watching the show Harlots. Oh, God. And there's actually a character who refers to herself as the Duchess of Quim. Oh. And I'm like, yeah, that is filthy. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> but yeah, no, he is... Tommy Elston's another fine. He was oh, a Branagh guy. Yeah, and that's how we got the the job for Thor in the first place. Well, actually, when he when he read for Thor, he actually read, read for, for Thor. 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 Yeah. Right, it's super awkward. It's a weird screen test. He's blonde. He's got the long hair. He's still very skinny. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, oh, I mean, not skinny, but yeah. skinnier than Chris Hemsworth. Right. I, and I remember I, there was a there was a show that Branagh was in where he was like a uh, a cop in like Sweden. I don't remember the name of the, the show, but Hiddleston was in there. And, you know, as I am wont to do while watching anything, I pull up IMDb to see who, what else everybody else was in. I'm like, yep. oh shit, this guy's got to be Loki. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> and here he is now. He's become a big star because of Loki. Oh, and he's God. getting his own series. Yeah. Yes, he is. Yeah. Because of Loki. And the thing is, but the, the thing is, I love that Tom Hiddleston is embraced, completely oh. embraced. Yeah, when he show, and, show, show up, showed up at Comic Con, yeah, and his full Loki regalia, and everybody to kneel, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, man, like I I'm will, <laughs> I will do that. I especially love too that there are certain scenes where he realized that he has gone too far. Yeah, but there's never stop. like a, yeah, he's got he can't stop, can't nor stop. is he going to stop. Yeah, yeah, but I, I do love that towards the end of the movie where um, he just. You know, he looks up and all of them are over him. He's like, if, if, it's, if it's all the same to you, I think, I think I'll have that drink now. <laughs> stand around posing later. And of course, puny god. Puny god. Puny god. Yep. Oh god, I love that. I am a god, but, you, you know. F- he pretty much gets a, a pretty decent interaction with every one of the heroes. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So, I mean, obviously he's got a scene, scene with Thor. I don't really think he has anything... I mean, he has Hawkeye, but he's yeah. possessed Hawkeye. And yeah. the, done the whole mind control thing. The thing, the thing that the seventh Iron Man is is very limited, but it's good. Yeah. Oh, it's you know, really you're right. You know, you know what? No, I was, I was only thinking of the beginning stuff. I was thinking about the stuff towards the yeah. end. Yeah. Oh, man. I, I did love the, uh, the his kind of interview with uh, Black Widow. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Where yeah, she, in, where in she actually yeah. doubles, uh, but she twists it on him, but he kind of twists it back by his. Yeah, that's kind of what I wanted to happen. Yeah. And his scenes with with Fury are great. Yeah, like he's. I mean, he just steals the show. Yeah, the yeah absolutely. And and I love Joss Whedon. Like I've watched everything Joss Whedon has ever done, and he was born to write for Loki. Yeah, in yeah. that movie. Like you know some of the other stuff like the Cap. Yeah, like there's only one God, man. Like yeah, he's kind of making fun of Captain America there. Right. In that instance, he was born <laughs> to write for Loki. And yeah. Robert Downey when he impersonates uh, Cap in oh, Dark World, Dark World, yeah. Oh yeah, that's. Great. Tom Hiddleston is just he's the man yeah. stay never leave yes <laughs> you're up alright number six also from the first Avengers Avengers Assemble the whole rotating shot when everybody's together and if ever there was an iconic shot to just describe the entire Marvel Cinematic Universe right there right there it's this there. one Dr. Banner now might be a really good time for you to get angry that's my secret, Cat. I'm always angry. Oh, 
with everybody and getting ready and they're waving their weapons and Hulk is growling and Black Widow reloads her tiny little pistol. You're forgetting that Cap, that Cap has got like that weird pissed off look on his face. Oh, the one with yeah. just the top row of teeth. This... And if somebody could please just digitally go back in and replace that stupid looking outfit with one of the better outfits from a later movie. The one from Winter Soldier. Please, I know, I know, I don't care about the Winter Soldier. I like the, the, the Civil War one will be fine. Yeah. But oh my god, that is a terrible. There's a visible zipper on that costume. We know. We know. <laughs> well, it's funny in the bloopers that we're. Oh, Chris, so I can't believe I wore this for a whole movie. Because <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I prefer my cap without a headpiece. <laughs> Just personally. He's actually wearing a hoodie. He's literally yeah. wearing a hoodie in that movie. <laughs> That's good. Um, again, with the visible zipper. Um, I, I kind of don't have a problem with a visible zipper, because then you know how they get in and out of it. There was one, like, there was a cost, costume comment from Michelle Pfeiffer on, uh, you know, they were interviewing her after Batman Returns. And they were like, do you have any, you know, feedback about the costumes? They should put a trap door in the Batman outfit. <laughs> you just can't, like, you need to be able to, like, having made costumes that, you know, you wear on stage for, for a costume contest, you're in the green room for hours. Yeah. Yeah. You need to be able to go to the bathroom. So, yeah. Did I tell you all to go to the bathroom before you get in your costumes? <laughs> and then don't eat or drink anything for four uh, hours. Yeah, that's, that's how that works, but... I mean, that, this shot, this shot alone, M from Verbal Diorama was like, if you are not into the this shot, what the fuck are you even doing? <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> yeah, if this doesn't make you lose your mind, then you're not exactly. watching the movie. Well, you're, you're not, you're not, you don't belong here. Yeah, yeah exactly. This is, this is what it was all leading up to. Yeah. Now, what we didn't know, it was just simply going to get better after that. <laughs> yeah. Right, exactly. <laughs> so this is the first instance of like, okay, yeah, that works, and good job. Yeah. Like, yeah, you know, you did it, that, and that, you're going to make 1.4 billion dollars with this little movie that could, and it's only going to get bigger from here. Yeah, exactly. That, that yep. one shot is the culmination of all the movies building up to it. Yep, yep. absolutely. And that whole battle was amazing, anyway. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Was... <laughs> Wait, how long did it take you? Uh, about three hours <laughs> against against the Atari. They're like the they're like the laughing stock <laughs> of the universe. <laughs> You have to watch the deleted scenes. I do, I do. How well, dare you go on vacation with your family? I know, huh? Please. <laughs> hey, no access to a, to a Target or a, or a Best Buy to go get yeah, a they, get they, That's it. That's it's one so thing they should have left. They, they should have left that in Rocket, just making fun of them for for battling the Chitauri. Damn. Damn. Now I'm going to have to, like, this is this is my night tomorrow night. This really is what my night tomorrow night is going to be. All right, number five. This We're getting into the meat of where things really get tight. Yeah. In yeah. terms of actual voting. Um, so, number five from Avengers Endgame. I am Iron Man. I am inevitable. And to lead us off with that is uh, the aforementioned M from Verbal Diorama. Yeah. 
Hello, Andy and everyone at Geek Salad. It's M from Verbal Diorama. Again. Yeah, even I'm not sure why Andy wanted me back after the last time. He's clearly some glutton for punishment or something. And anyway, he's persuaded me to record a little piece for this episode. He gave me a long list to shorten down and find my absolute favourite. So here are my favourite songs from Greece too. My list is... Wait. What? It's not favourite songs from Greece too. Well, why am I here then? MCU? Only if Michelle Pfeiffer's in it. She is? Well, let's go then. Um, and my choice was... I am Iron Man. Snap. And mainly because this franchise started with Tony and it ends with Tony. And if that's not poetry, then I don't know what is. And so to my ultimate favourite. Now, I've already had a go at Andy in Twitter DMs for doing this to me because he knows I can't make a decision. Uh, He knows it's actually torturing me. Um, and that it's taken me a long time to actually even bring the long list down to 15, which was practically impossible. Um, And honestly, look, I'm not being funny, but I think he gets some sort of weird kick out of this. And I suspect it's because I'm British and British people get all flustered like Hugh Grant in Four Weddings and a Funeral, Um, which is true. You know, all British people do act like Hugh Grant. If I can have Avengers Assemble, I'll take that as my favourite. But I expect Andy will be like, those are the rules. Yada, yada, yada. Stop being so British. Yada, yada. So I guess my favourite has to be Avengers Endgame. I am Iron Man. Robert Downey Jr. is outstanding in Endgame. And I cried my little heart out, even though I knew it would probably be his final outing as Tony Stark. But... As I said, to start the MCU with Iron Man and to finish that movie stating I am Iron Man and then to end this Infinity Saga with the same words, it just gets you right in the feels. Because as much as I love fight scenes, you know, Cap in the Lift was a close second choice. The emotional punch of this line just can't be matched by a choreography. It's perfect and it's poetry. This scene. Yeah. Oh, God. This scene. You can see... Robert Downey Jr. has not talked about enough about getting some award and recognition for this this movie. As soon as as you saw, you know, Thanos snap and then nothing happens, you see all the gems gone, you're like, oh, okay. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yep. That was the one. And the look on his face, because he knows this is going to kill him. him. Yeah. Yeah. You can can see the, like, shit, you know, you see the shaking in his hand. He's like, I... Am Iron Man? Yeah, it's like the perfect yes. book. It was the perfect book yeah. end. Yeah, it really was. The fact that they didn't think of that line forever right. blows like, my mind. Wasn't that in reshoots? Yeah, or, or something. something. What? Yeah, it yeah. It wasn't it wasn't originally in the movie. They they were like they're gonna, not going to have him say anything, or they're going to have to say something else. And they they fought. They they right. battled it around forever, and it's like. Wow. It's one of those things. It's where like the obvious thing that yeah. was sitting right in front of them, and, and they didn't even, yeah, it took they never noticed it. But that's that's always the beautiful, beautiful thing is when like they battle it around and go, this isn't right, this isn't right, and they finally find the right thing, and yeah, it's right. And I definitely handed out tissues to strangers in the theater. Yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah, it's just, it was, it was so brilliant. Brilliant. It was perfect. Just, I just, I love 
and what these movies have done for me is allowed me to feel like a kid yeah. when I'm watching them. I know you said you try not to go three steps ahead yeah. to figure out what's going to happen, and thankfully for Infinity War, for Endgame, for you know Black Panther, Ragnarok, things like that, the, the kind of the more more recent Marvel movies, like I felt like a little kid in the theater, not knowing where they're going to go, not knowing what they're going to do, not using that analytical part of my brain, and just yeah. sitting there and enjoying it. Right. Absolutely, and, they, and they've done that for me, and it, it's a, like, and quite honestly, I'm, I'm enjoying something. What is that? I don't <laughs> How does this happen? I'm an adult, and an adult something's giving and me joy. What's going? Seriously, yeah. The thing with with, and this is the thing about MCU and Star Wars is that we tend to go like we do the Thursday night. We yeah. just tend to go the Thursday night uh, yeah. prior to opening. Yeah, um, we go we we go to packed theaters, and it is the best experience ever. Yeah, yeah. Um, when we went to go see Infinity War, my coworker Will came with us, and he said this was the best movie-going experience I have ever had in my life. When we went to go see Endgame, every scene was yeah. just it blew the roof off the building. Yeah, I mean, hell, even like Force Awakens and The Last Jedi, Ugh. people were losing their minds, and you know, everyone else who says they didn't lose their mind can go fuck lying themselves about lying. The Last Jedi. Yeah, because um, yes. you should have lost your damn mind about mm-hmm. that movie. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, so much Especially- fun. Especially during the whole those sacrifice. Exactly. So wrong. People are so wrong. The, the silent. You know, I heard that uh, Lord Dern had a birthday recently, but it should have been at our whack bars. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's a trap. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. But when this when this happened, just everybody was just stymied. Instead of just like yeah, it was just like. Oh my god! Because it was such an emotional gut punch because we knew what was coming. And yeah. we've been here with you know all of us that have been watching the movies for ten years. Iron Man and Tony Stark have been a part of our lives he's been a since two thousand eight. Yeah, he's been a constant. In he's older than life. some people's children. Yeah, <laughs> he's like mine. I was waiting for my daughter to be born while this. Uh, when when when, you went when to I went to go see it, yeah, Autumn was like at work, but it could have been like one of those any day things, right? So it was like the first time I left my cell phone. Another hour and forty five minutes. Yes. I left my cell phone on. Like, first time I'd ever left my cell phone on in a movie theater. Just because I knew I might just have run out. <laughs> Fortunately, she she held it. Oh. <laughs> Through the credit sequence and everything, so. Of course. <laughs> but, oh my god. This. Just, there, there are no words to describe. Yeah. Just the level of sacrifice. And just. The, the best part about this, too, is the aftermath. Mm-hmm. When they mm-hmm. show Thanos. And Thanos knows he's defeated, and he sits down. And he just kind of like looks off into the distance and just blows away. Yeah. He, he he accepts his fate. He accepts exactly. His fate. Like, it's a callback to the end of Infinity War too, when he's sitting in his little hut, yeah, over yeah. the Grateful Universe because he accomplished his mission, and the same thing happened against him. Yeah. And in the aftermath with Rhodey and Pepper and Peter, like yeah, oh my god, yeah, the, Peter. the deleted scene with the kneeling. Like, yeah. oh. the deleted scene. I haven't seen it yet. You'll be fine. Oh, okay. It's called about. Avengers Taking Knee. No, oh, okay. I, I think you probably know what it's about. All right. Well, I mean, also, um, dang, I just completely blanked on what I was going to say. Motherfucker. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I, I lost it. <laughs> All right. You want to take the next one, Mike? Yeah, sure. Okay. You are. It's your turn, right? Yes, All it right. is. From Avengers Infinity War. A snap. You shall. <sighs> 
Oh my god. Yeah, we were. I was talking about this earlier. The fact that like, because we went on Thursday night. Yeah, yeah. And we went. We went no reserved seats. And I kind of feel like that's more fun because you're closer to the other people and yeah. the smaller, you know, the theaters. You're not like two feet away from your friends, mm, let alone yeah. strangers. And you've been waiting in line with strangers to go into the theater because you're all excited to see it. And, you know, you could just hear gasping all over the theater at different points. And sobbing. And, and, and especially when, Mr. Stark, I don't feel so good. Yeah. yeah. You're yeah. like, oh, no, not Peter. Not Peter. No. Well, that's the thing is that, you know, everyone else, it just kind of happened suddenly. Him... With his spider sense, he, he knew, knew what was, was coming. coming. Yeah. And he couldn't stop it. Did anybody else get, like, that 9-11 vibe off of that as, as like, the surviving well, especially members? In, especially in that, the end credit sequence with uh, Sam Jackson and... Uh, well, Marvel. yeah. No, but I'm just talking about when, like, um, when, like, Rhodey is looking, looking for, for Sam, Sam. Yeah. and... Um, oh, when he disappears. Everybody's looking... For their, for, for their pe- and it's just it's quiet. It yeah, is there's no yeah. music. It's just dead quiet, Science. and it's just like they're still trying to process what just happened. Yeah, and oh my god, it's just it's, I mean, oh, it's 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 such a gut punch though. When again, I go back to Peter. I mean, Peter going to Mister Stark to him, Tony is like every he is like. His idol, his right. idol, his his like his moral compass. The, the he is the guy who looks he looks to when something's wrong. Mister Stark will will have an answer. Yeah, and you can see it in his eyes. Like, what's fix it? Please, he's like you pleading to please fix it. Stop this! I don't right. want to go. I'm not ready. I don't I don't want to leave. Well, I mean, this is also like you know, in Avengers, Avengers: Age of Ultron, even Civil War. Like, the Avengers always found a way to kind of win. Mm-hmm. This was the first time they lost. Mm-hmm. They yeah. lost big time. And it's even it's even more there's even more dread there because the rest of that battle, while they did lose, there were some awesome moments in that. Oh like yeah. When Thor oh, yeah. comes oh. in with Stormbreaker, you guys are so screwed now. Like <laughs> this is my friend the tree. Yeah. Oh, I'm Steve Rogers. Like yeah. there's some definite highs there. Yeah. There's the A oh, Force prequel yeah. in yeah. Infinity War with uh, Wanda and Black Natasha Widow. and uh, Okoye. Yeah. Right? yeah. And it's amazing. And there's there's some definite like badass scenes in and, Infinity War and, that are made all of, and the, the juxtaposition of it is all the more because of the, the snap. And I mean uh, you know, Wanda, <laughs> Wanda had, has just destroyed the Mind Stone. Yeah. yeah she had completely ruined his plans and then suddenly the Time Stone comes into effect. Mm-hmm. Yep. And you yeah. knew it would. Magic yeah. kick. Magic punch. <laughs> my problem, not, it's not a problem, because Infinity War is my second favorite MCU movie. I don't know if you're gonna, eventually going to do a countdown of movies. You haven't done one in a while. Not for, like, not for just MCU. Like months. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's been three movies. Come on. Um, I knew they were coming back somehow. You right. Know? So while it was very, it was a gut punch for me and that, that kind of survivor... Thing, taking stock of who was left as soon as the credits were there, I'm like, yeah. okay, who who's dead? Right. Who's alive? Yeah. And then, like, when they started releasing the tra- the uh, posters for Endgame, and, and they actually just... had like the yeah. departed trailer, the uh, departed poster rather. Yeah, the you know the guys who's still around in color, guys who's not there, black and white. Yep, yep. Oh, that was beautiful. That was rough. If, and it wasn't lessened, but I because you you know they're not keeping Black Panther dead. 
Right. Yeah. yeah you know they're not keeping Spider Man or Doctor Strange. Like the cornerstones of the next ten years of yeah. Marvel. You yeah. know they're not going to keep them dead. So it's for me it was oh that was bad. But how do you how get are they back? coming back? Exactly. Yeah, I so knew, I, I knew immediately were... was going to how is this going to resolve itself? Yeah. I knew they were going to. I knew they were going to lose, and I knew that people were going to come back. But it was still. It's still so good. Yeah, it doesn't. It did not lessen. It, it, so it didn't lessen it at all. Oh, it was quite the ride to get there. Chris Hemsworth yeah. and, and Josh Brolin, right at that the point of the snap. I'm like, how how can Josh Brolin be that good with mocap a mocap suit, right. looking like grimace? <laughs> like, how can he be that good? But it, it is. Was. It, was, it was great. Should have aimed for that. My God. Yeah. And then and then we went and saw Ant Man. Later, like a month later, and it was it was a perfect antidote. Yeah, it was Ant Man and the Wasp. It was, and we the get to the, and we get to the end, and, and he's he's asking, and he's like, "Guys, are you there?" And I'm like, "Oh no, I, I know what happened." And then yeah, you, you're back in the normal world. Once you see the dust, dust explode away. And like, I was like, "Oh no!" But then right then right then and there, you knew that that Scott was going to be instrumental in figuring right. Yeah, because because Ant Man is in the quantum. Realm. But that the thing with that movie is uh, that movie was just so much fun. After like two really heavy movies, yeah, yeah. In Black Panther and then Infinity War, this was a fun little like this was a sorbet. Yeah, this was a palate cleanser until the ball punch, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> dick kick. <laughs> God damn it! Can't I enjoy anything anymore? Well, but then we had the giant ant playing with drums. That's true. It is. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. Coming, in, coming in at number three, oh. Captain America: Civil War, the airport fight. Come on. Oh, Matt yes. Jones writes, Come "Holy on. hell!" The first time I saw the trailer for this, I peed a little. We found it. The Quinn Jets in Hangar Five, North Runway. All right, Lang. Hey guys, something. <laughs> Oh, what, what, what the hell was that? I believe this is yours, Captain America. Oh, great. All right, there's two on the parking deck. One of them's Max Moff. I'm going to grab her. Brody, you want to take Cap? Got two in the terminal, Wilson and Barnes. Barnes is mine. Hey, Mr. Stark, what should I do? What we discussed. Keep your distance. Web them up. Okay, copy that. Move, Captain. I won't ask a second time. Look, I really don't want to hurt you. I wouldn't stress about it. What the hell is that? Everyone's got a gimmick now. That is, in my opinion, quite possibly the best fight scene in any movie I've ever seen, ever. Because it just it flows from one person to another. There's no like jarring transition. It just goes one person to the next to the next. Everyone got the little shine moments. It is 17 minutes of utter brilliance. And the character play, like you know these people, and you can yeah. see the characters, and you're like, you guys aren't hitting each other as hard as you're supposed to, and like all this other stuff. And it's it's so. Oh, when Wanda calls out Clint for not for pulling his yeah, punches. Pulling punches. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Clint. You've been busy. Uh, I played golf. Shot an 18. Got bored. <laughs> shot 18. No, was it? Um, played, played 18. Played shot 18. 18. I can't miss. <laughs> that was the first time for everything. Made you look. 
<laughs> you done a lot of fighting? No, it's my first fight. There's not usually so much talking. Oh, sorry. <laughs> yeah, I really Peter's introduction. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's great. I really love this this fight because all the big battles that you've seen before in the MCU were either faceless robots, a faceless disposable army. Yeah. You know what I mean? This was the first time there were stakes, and yeah, you knew they weren't going to kill each other. Yeah. But it wasn't okay. Hulk's taking out eight Chitari at the same time. Right. And Thor's there, you know, overpowering everybody. It was evenly matched hero against evenly matched hero. Does anybody have any surprises? <laughs> any surprise abilities? Any hey, surprise hey, abilities? Yeah. Hey, hey guys, you remember that old, rookie old movie about the one with the walkers and the snow planet? Jesus. Jesus. How old is this? I, I don't know. Carbon what is it? Carbon datum? <laughs> Everything about that, you know. You couldn't have done that sooner? I hate you. <laughs> it's, it's, oh, man, it's so good. Anybody got any orange slices? <laughs> the Brooklyn Queens thing. Like, oh, that, oh, that oh, was yeah. great. That came back. Like, it's just, I don't know. I love it. I love it. And then you have that big splash panel with everybody running toward each other. Yeah. yeah. The flyers flying. The, you know, <laughs> stuff. What is that? Oh, everybody's got a gimmick. <laughs> <laughs> is that a metal arm? Dude, that's awesome. <laughs> it you it you, has a little bit of everything. You couldn't have done that earlier? I hate you. I, hate you. <laughs> I can't wait for the Falcon. It should be so soldier. much fun. Oh, I can't wait for that. There's a water truck. Oh yeah! <laughs> like this shit. Like every time I watch it, I'm like, "All right, that's hilarious." That's like, well, the, 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 hi, I'm funny. Clint. I don't care. And then that came back too. In right. The end game. Like, I don't. It's so funny because like Scott tries so hard to impress Captain America. Yeah. He was asleep. Your shield. Your shield, Captain, Captain America. America. <laughs> and Steve's like, what? Why? Hey, you're great. I know you too. <laughs> hey there, Tic Tac. <laughs> What's going on, regular size man? <laughs> Guys, I might pass out. <laughs> I tried this once in a lab. <laughs> then when he finally grows, he's just like, oh! Guys, something guys, flew in me! <laughs> It's your conscience. You don't talk to me anymore. <laughs> well, that that iconic scene too, like yes, in the Avengers yes. cover, yeah, with um, the with Hawkeye and Arrow guy. Yeah. Let's do this. And then you have a gut punch of Rhodey. Oh right, yeah. becoming right paralyzed. Like, yeah. Just, I don't know. This was I saw it in IMAX. It oh like, yes. god. This was this was I think the first MCU experience where the audience was just like. Hanging on every single yeah. second of the movie, yeah. 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 And this scene was just this. This just this scene brought me so much joy. Oh, it was so much. It, it was such it, a fun scene. It was actually it was a second year directors. Uh, they they got the directors of John Wick yeah. coming in to do this one. Oh, really? That's yeah. why this fight scene looks so so smooth. And right. Nice. So note note to Michael Bay: you can actually have can recognizable this. characters <laughs> fighting each other and be able to tell who's who. <laughs> What's going on? Yes, but didn't have base explosions. <laughs> Not base explosions. I was going to go see a Transformers movie. Instead, I asked my neighbor to uh, let a whole bunch of lawnmower parts on fire and throw them at me. <laughs> <laughs> One more thing about the, the airport fight. Marvel did it again. They hid Spider-Man from the trailer. Oh, yeah. You know, I think like, they, yeah, they, yeah it was... Maybe some other people, too. I don't know. No, it's just Spider. It's just spider no, they fight. just had the, like they, they left him out of the fight, but they did show him 
Like right, grabbing yeah, the shield. Yeah, they're running. What do you do? They're nestling down. Neither are we. So badass. Oh my god, I love that. I just love, you know, when he's just like, Underoos! Oh, that's me, I gotta go. And then Cap was like, Underoos! Alright, who's up next? It's me. Todd! Alright. Number two, your number two, Captain America, the Winter Soldier. The elevator fight. Before we get started, does anyone want to get out? Let's let's let uh, Sade and Kyle from Off Screen Babble Podcast tell us their thoughts on this, and then we will continue. Before we start, yes, does anybody want to get out? I kind of do. <laughs> Hi, I'm Sade, and I'm Kyle, and we're the host of Off Screen Babble. Um, we've been thinking about our favorite moment in the MCU. It was a little bit difficult. We were thinking about Killmonger. That was definitely a strong option. Absolutely. But we decided to go with uh, the moment in Captain America Winter Soldier, the elevator fight. Um, I, I imagine that we're not the only people who picked this moment. But if we are, I mean, to highlight it, I think it's one of the favorite moments for a lot of people because it's just like... I think it shows Captain America at his, like, peak, like, what he can do. Yeah, absolutely. Right? I, I will say, I don't know if I ever told you this, but I didn't really like Captain America before Winter Soldier. Yeah, I think we may have talked about that. Okay, so, like, this movie, Winter Soldier, I was like, oh, I like Captain America now. Yeah, exactly. It was a very different tone than the first one. The yeah. first one kind of, I think we both have talked about how we're not the biggest Superman people, Mm-hmm. because he just kind of has so many powers and is just like, oh, great, and like you know, nothing guy. ever goes wrong. Yeah. And Captain America kind of had the vibe of that in the first one, and then um, I think with Winter Soldier, that kind of changed, and uh, even more with Civil War, uh, which made him a much more interesting character. Yeah, but to talk about this specific scene, I think the reason why it's just... It's really nice to see fighting like that in a confined space, and it feels like I'm seeing all the moves, which is probably very difficult to film. Um, the fight itself, there are some cuts, so like there are certain things you're not seeing. But overall, I feel like we're seeing a lot of the fight. I know you really care about like fight choreography. Yeah, because I've done martial arts since I was a kid and also tried to make our own martial arts movies when I was younger. Mm-hmm. So I was very focused on um, the choreography and also loved you know Jackie Chan movies. So the choreography in this I thought was pretty good. Uh, they used some like Aikido and uh, different moves that were really good. 
Um, and you know, some of it was kind of ridiculous with his flip and stuff, but in an awesome but way, it was really cool. Yeah. <laughs> it just looked really great. And, uh, I thought it was executed really well. And again, the close quarters combat is always really interesting. And with that many people, it's yes. so insane. So the reason why I like it, and I think what people always talk about is just like, it was really cool to see him be a little cocky too, because like he's able to see, okay, this guy's being weird. He's putting his hand over his gun. Why is he doing that? And this like office person is sweating for no reason. Yeah. And like, he's able to do that. And then when he's like, okay, before we get started, does anyone want to leave? It's a very like kind of cocky attitude, Yeah. but it's well-deserved because he was able to beat all of them, you know? Like, yep, yep. And the fact that they had those like special bracelets to try to, because yeah. it's kind of like, do you really think you're going to beat Captain America? And I mean, the other cool thing I think was also he gets hit a lot in this yeah. and is injured, Yeah. you know, not, well, not uh, for a while, yeah. but, <laughs> but, you know, he's shocked quite a lot and stuff and still comes out of it. And also the escape was insane. Just I like mean, jumps out and just falls really far and just lands yeah. uh, like on his shield and that's it. Yeah. It's like, oh yeah, you like, are a superhero because uh, otherwise you would have been dead. Um, yeah. But I think also like, I like that it, it almost feels like what's going to happen because they come in with tools. They're trying to one up him. They know they're not going to be as strong with as him. So they have that little taser thing and the bracelet and whatever. And he's able to get out of those situations. And then when they're all like down, he's ready to open the elevator and more people are coming and you're like, oh, yeah, okay. Then he goes further down and it's like, no more people are coming and it's just like how is he going to get out of this and yeah. it was awesome it's just really cool and i think for someone like us i mean i think if you were already a captain america fan you probably were like yeah he's captain america duh you yeah. know but for us it, i think it's one of the moments that really solidified us in being fans of captain america absolutely Okay, thank you guys so much. Yeah. Um, oh my god. All right, this, this, is... this scene exemplifies what an utter badass Captain America is. Yep. Here's my thoughts on this scene. This scene is the transition point when the MCU turned out, you know, changed from being your standard superhero fair yeah. into yeah. something completely different. Um, because you think about this, this is the height. This is essentially the Hydra reveal. Yeah, this yeah. is the, this is where all the agents of Shield writers went. Oh shit! <laughs> what are we gonna yeah. do now? Actually, that that actually made Agents of Shield better. It did. Yeah, it did. when it really when did. they finally implemented the Hydra. Yeah. Turn, but this scene when people start turning on Captain America and all of a sudden it's like they can do anything in this series from now on. Yeah. Yep. Mm -hmm. And they did. Nobody's safe. Right. Yep. Exactly. Because I mean, you think about. You think about those first seven movies, is it? Mm -hmm. Yeah, something about like the that. first seven yeah. movies up, you know, up to Dark World, and they're they're good movies. Yeah, they're very good movies. But at the same time, they don't hold the same type of like originality and just excitement yeah. that right. started with the Winter Soldier, solidified on Guardians of the Galaxy, and then from there, just yeah, they well, they were they became funnier. They became snappier. They, you know, they did more with what they had. But this is, this, I mean, this is one of the reasons why Winter Soldier is arguably in my top three for MCU movies. Just 
it, just the way it's choreographed. I mean, it's it, it's got to be so hard to choreograph a fight in such a small space like that, and to put and, and, and not make it like just a jumble of flailing bodies to actually make it choreographed and flow well and correctly. I mean, that takes a lot of effort. Yeah. Yes. You know? It does. I mean, it, I mean, each time that that crossbones, you know, you know, shocks Captain America with the uh, with the taser, and Steve's like, "Nope, you're you're not getting me. You're not you're, you're not putting me down." And then he's got his arm like locked against. He's got yeah. a one arm. Yeah, he's literally fighting these guys one handed. Yeah, it's amazing. I mean, this is this is where like Jason Bourne meets the MCU. Yeah. yeah. Right. Right. Well, this was styled after a seventies political th- oh, espionage yeah. thriller. Yeah, absolutely. And this is the first Russo brothers. Joint yeah. with the MCU, yeah. and it's definitely like I, I which, which is which is amazing because I remember when I heard that the Russo brothers were directing it. And you don't think to myself, community? yeah, they have, the these the guys are comedic yeah. TV show directors. Yeah. What they did they? that really dumb Owen Wilson movie too. Yeah, um, you, know, like, right. you mean Dupree? Yeah, you're thinking to yourself, how? What? Okay, and they turned that out. Oh, they, yeah, I guess like, it's. Th- this it, it, they turned really it out stunning. and impressed Marvel enough that they gave them the keys to the biggest. Oh, yeah. This movie turned their they gave them the keys around. to the yeah. yeah, which is interesting now too <laughs> when you think about who directed the highest grossing movie in history. Joe and Anthony Russo. Yeah, it's the not guy, James Cameron anymore. The, guy, Thank the, the guys from fuck. Community. Yeah, the guys from Community. And Rest Rest yeah. Oh my god! Love how it almost came back during Endgame. Almost. Oh game. my god! That, that was, was it. Was perfect. Twist. Oh yeah. Because you're like, oh, it, like it's going to be another elevator fight. And it was. Yeah. Well, the thing that's like he learned. The brilliant thing about that. The, the, thing that I, the thing that I love about that scene, though, is the it, big fuck you to the uh, big fuck you to Nick Spencer or Marvel yeah. in Marvel Comics <laughs> when they made Captain America into a Hydra agent. agent, yeah. agent yeah. Joe is very upset about that. And I'm still so when Cap leans in and he's like. I like we both like you might get a really yeah. tap at Joe and like, <laughs> like Joe like yes yeah fuck you and, and, and then a big huge smile on his face when he walks out of the elevator oh, yeah. with the suitcase yep I was like yeah, he learned I mean and that's the great thing about Cap is he really adapted to not only modern life but also you know he he's struggling to fit in as a soldier and as a spy apparently and everything like that and then his world got turned upside down. With the Hydra reveal, and then he just grew from there. Well, when, right. with the, the, and he the, came full circle. Well, the events of Winter Soldier forced him to come to the realities of what he, because up to Winter Soldier, he was basically Shield was his life. Right. You know, he was a good soldier. Yes, sir. That's, that's what he did. Winter and quite Soldier. Frankly, I found him a bit boring. He, well, he was absolutely. Yeah, I'm. I'm with He's you. He's awesome. Yeah. But like, but Winter Soldier, Winter Soldier forced him to face the realities of the modern world. And adapt to him. And I mean, you know, just going with the, the entire Cap uh, character arc over all of the movies, he went from language to "you got to be shitting me." Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that, that is America's ass. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it Perfect. is. It was a great character. Arc. All right, Catherine, you want to close us out here? I don't even think we need to recap. Let's just close this one out. Yeah. All right. So at number one, we have Avengers: Endgame. Cap is worthy of the hammer. Avengers assembles. Avengers! Assemble. No! 
Yeah. Easily the runaway favorite. I mean, the cheer when when he when Mjolnir picked up the hammer there. Todd, do well, you want to tell, you, tell your story, Todd, before they go into this? Yeah. God, I'm so pissed. <laughs> what? This got spoiled for me. Oh, no! no! I had to wait. I, waited. I, I had to see this movie on Sunday. I was watching with Lisa. She was working. Um, and I was look on YouTube, like, not, intentionally not looking at Facebook, looking at YouTube, Twitter, anything like that, because of spoilers, right? Yep. And I'm sitting there, and I'm tr- I wanted to see the Captain Marvel post credit scene with the pager, because that is footage from Endgame. Like, I wanted to see Russo Brother footage from Endgame. And as soon as the scene ended, there's that little suggestion bubble that comes up, and it was a little picture of Mjolnir on the ground, and it said, Cap lifts Mjolnir. Exclusive oh. footage. And I was like, you really? son of a bitch. Really? So that got spoiled for me. It didn't make it any less awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I just, I, like a couple of weeks ago, I recently rewatched Endgame, finally. And everything about this entire scene, from the fight with Thanos, Tim getting Mjolnir, to when everybody, like the on your left, yeah. Yes. yes. I love oh. all your laughs. The whole thing. The whole every, thing is every, everything. And that, this, this is all one big scene. Yeah. Because when everybody's there, Cap's got the broken shield, and Mjolnir just comes into his hand, and he just looks, he's like, Avengers! Yeah. And we've never heard it before. Yeah. Right. Assemble. And Thor's like, I knew it! Oh my god. Because that, again, the Avengers Assemble line blew the roof yeah, off of the yeah. O'Neill Theater... Yep. Yeah. Did it or was the mule, mule cap holding mule? Uh, but every, both of them. Yeah. Both. both of them were. Again, they're, they're two separate but together moments. Yes. For, I mean, for the longest time, that scene from Avengers: Age of Ultron, when you know, gave it gave when, a hint when yeah. Cap like shifted the hammer. For the longest time, I, I had a theory in my mind like Cap actually realized he could lift it, but he didn't because he didn't want to ruin Thor's ego. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't think he could. Actually, the Russo brothers. The yet. Russo brothers. No, the Russo brothers have confirmed that yes, Cap has always been able to lift the hammer. He just didn't. Yeah. Oh. Okay. oh. Yeah. All Theory right. confirmed. <laughs> oh yeah. But yeah, I mean, and and then, and, but the, the the great part was Thor's excitement. Right. Like it was con- It's like, I knew it. Yes, yes he is worthy. And. It, and then just the interplay between the the, the two oh, you afterwards. Yeah. yeah, you give me you give me that one. You take the small one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but like it, it opened up a new fighting style for him. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Great. Oh, it was just well, you know, throwing the shield. Well, you know what it was. Well, and then, and then hitting the hammer with, yeah. and like it it just. But the thing is, you you one of my favorite my, one of my favorite scenes from Thor Ragnarok is the opening scene where you see. Thor really used the hammer mm-hmm. yeah. as an effective weapon. Like he's throwing it, he's throwing right. it at Surtur, and just you know the constant throwing. And you saw it similar style mm-hmm. the way with Captain America. So now he's using the shield, right, as an additional weapon to the you know. And it's like oh that that's awesome. That's yeah. so cool. That's great. I am really gonna miss Chris Evans. Yeah. Oh god. Yeah. I really am. I, I mean, uh, actually, one of my coworkers said that if. They wanted to bring him back for a movie. Like the they could just do a movie of him returning all the stones throughout time. That might be fun. That would be fun. Plus, it'd be a little chance to see him see him meet Red Skull again. Oh God! Well, <laughs> yeah, this that is was awkward. That, yeah, that was going to say that's going to be an awkward meet at the moment here. Oh, it's just the, and, and like I said, for the year, 
that infinite between Infinity War and Endgame, I was theorizing how they were all going to come back and yep. what it was going to look like. Yep. And it did not disappoint. Oh, no, not at no. all. No, it, it was it was visually stunning and it was so satisfying for Sam to do on your left and then to have oh, T'Challa and Shuri and Okoye come out. Yeah. And then Doctor and, Strange come out and Peter and and Drax and Qu- like yeah. it worked. Yeah. And it was just, you know, if anything it was a little busy, you know, in terms of of everybody in that scene after that fighting, again, a faceless right. army. But it didn't matter. Well, yeah, I mean, it didn't uh, matter to me. It's, because yeah, it's, it's just one. that they finally, they got what we got what we wanted. Yeah. 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 In a sense, it kind of had to be that busy because you had to, you, there was, you had to feel, you had to throw everybody in. Yep. You right. couldn't, yeah. like, have, like, somebody not be there. Yep. That just wouldn't have made any sense. Oh, I'm going to go watch it again tomorrow, <laughs> yeah, I think. Yeah, I've got to watch all the leaving scenes. <laughs> Let's go. So, Scott, Scott is so good in that movie, though. Oh, he, he is. He is. But he not, not just, like, for the comedian parts, but when he's, like, looking through that, all, all through those monuments, trying oh, yeah. to find his daughter's name. Yeah. That was just a heartbreaking scene. You know, this is the, and this is the kind of movie, too. You know, it's like, I have no skin in this game at all. But the second they became the, the biggest grossing movie of all time... Every I felt so happy for each and every cast member yeah. of this movie. I'm happy for the Russo. I'm happy for anybody who worked on this movie. Yeah. yeah. But Karen uh, Gillan actually put a thing on Twitter saying, I don't think I'll ever be able to say this again. I'm in the highest grossing movie of all time. Mm-hmm. Ne- Nebula was so good in this movie. Oh, she's awesome in this, in this movie. Both Nebulas. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the good one and the bad one. Yep. But, you know, everybody in this movie. Yeah. You know, I felt so happy yeah. that this is how they concluded the whole thing. I mean, obviously, Spider-Man is the real conclusion, but... Him? Is it it was either him or a tree. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I, it really brings Cap full circle. We were talking about his his journey. And to, to see this, to see him worthy, to see the whole scene with the shield, passing it off to Sam. He and became then Mr. Rogers. He became, yeah, he became Mr. Yeah. Rogers. And well, then I mean, the Mr. last Carter. dance with Peggy... <laughs> Is just oh, oh that's yeah. Yeah. that was just oh, I cried. It is sweet. I, I'd love. To, I know it's a kind of a pipe dream, but I would love to see like like a son or daughter of Peggy and Steve show up. Who knows? Maybe there's there's one in my husband's marble fight game. Nice. <laughs> so that was the list. Yeah, I want to take a second to thank everybody who contributed. Before I thank them, I actually want to thank the few people who I asked who just were too busy. But I did say, you know what? That's cool. Yeah, we're yeah. all busy. You still got to get a plug. So Adam from uh, Retro uh, Geeky Nerds, Jason from Mulan Talks, and the entire team over at Cages Kiss. I love your shows. Keep doing what you're doing, and thank you for thank you for at least either letting me know you couldn't do it, or hey, I really tried to get this done, and I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, you guys are all amazing, and thank you very much. As for everybody who did send us stuff, thank you so much to Katie and Odie from For Your Reference, uh, M from Verbal Diorama, Jason, I'm sorry, Rob from um, Altered Universe, and uh, Sade and Kyle from Offscreen Babble, and Nikki from uh, Black Girls Do Stuff. All of their podcasts are available on Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher. I will link their actual websites um, in the show notes so you'll be able to check them out. They are all amazing. Oh, I also forgot Chin Lin from um, 
from the Vigils podcast as well. She was like, hey, thanks. I just can't do it right now. I'm like, that's cool. You're awesome anyway. So thank you. Also, I do want to thank uh, our Facebook contributors, Jonna, Brian Presley, Chris Marrera, Paul uh, Spanagol, Matt Jones, Dave McLean, Lisa Denar, Carl Kraus. Thank you so much. Guys, we assembled the Avengers. This was amazing. So anyway, our next episode. Oh, we're doing some celebrating now. Yeah. So next month marks the 50th anniversary of the television debut of Monty Python's Flying Circus. <laughs> Technically, uh, oh, no, you're right. right. September. September, September, yep. September 7th. So we are going oh, to... record on September 7th. Okay. We are going to get together to discuss our favorite skits from that show. Yes. I don't think we're doing a countdown on this because it would just be too, yeah, be too. contentious. Yeah. But if you well, do I mean, have any... Yes? There are no bad sketches. There, well, there are well, some. Yeah. There's the, a couple. Yeah. Comedy is subjective. Not, not, all, not all of them are the uh, Norwegian parrot, okay? All right. Not all of them are the Norwegian cheese blue. shop. Norwegian blue. <laughs> not all of them are the cheese shop. Yes. <laughs> or Eric the half a bit. But um, if you have a favorite skit or two or three that you want us to, want to let us know about, you can email us at geeksaladradio at gmail.com. You can follow us on Twitter at Geek Salad Radio. Uh, we are well over 600 uh, followers now. Woo! Wow. Wow. Quick way to 700. So uh, I'm going to really thank my uh, hashtag Potter and family on that one. You can also follow us on Facebook at uh, Geek Salad Podcast. Catherine, thank you for finally following us. I don't know how that happened. I don't know how that happened either. Because <laughs> I, got, I got this notification like, Catherine liked your post. You might want to invite her to, fa- to your Facebook group. She's she's part of my show. (laughs) I'm a contributor on the freaking thing. I don't get how it happened either, but thank you for joining us anyway. (laughs) Oh, yes, we are on Facebook. Um, (laughs) If you want to listen to uh, back episodes of the show, you can listen to us at Geek Salad Radio, uh, geeksalad.podbean.com. You can also download us on the Podbean app. You can check us out at iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, and Google Music. And YouTube. And that's and YouTube. That's right. We also uh, do weekly podcast, weekly uh, movie reviews, which I haven't done in like two weeks because of vacations. No, we did one last week. We did one. Yeah, it was last week. We'll yeah. do another one when you get back from California. Yeah. So we're taking a few weeks off from that. Um, but you can check us out at uh, Geek Salad right on YouTube as well. Todd, thank you Woo! so much for joining thank us you, again. Thank you, thank you. Thank you for having me. Yeah, again. You definitely add so much good stuff to the show. Thank you. Thank you for bringing your final again. Oh, yep. yeah. <laughs> I got it. Championship final. <laughs> so anyway, until next time, I'm Andy. I'm Mike. I'm Joe. I'm Catherine. Go forth, be nerdful, and we, we love you 3,000. We'll talk to you later. <laughs>